1: Back Fridays is upon us. Here we sit, ready to bask in the history that is the Jaisomon Podcast Network. That was awesome. (laughs) That was, wasn't it? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) No, I loved it. That was good. Oh. Take that soundbite, Dave, and use it everywhere. (laughs) As your ringtone. As a ringtone. I'm Mike. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm Rob. (laughs) Lost in the baskiness of... Baskiness. Baskiness? It's only English. Let's chop it up. You know, you tried, kid. You tried. <sighs> on to the show. <laughs> Our first archive poll is from Who's the Boss 13. Uh, this Lucky is Lucky 13? Lucky 13. This is from April of 2013. Uh-huh. Dave reflects on people who he once called friends and how after he lost everything, they suddenly disappeared from his life. Imagine that. Then he changes gears and gives us the lowdown on some of his writing projects and the release date of a new MythWorks own book. Oh yes, yeah. Speaking of which, Dave's actually got a book out right now too. Oh, he does. It's a dark ride. I, I thought it was a book. It is a book about a dark ride. Oh, yes. Oh. I, when he was traveling to Disneyland with his kids, a, <laughs> at night. Yeah, at night, it's a dark ride. <laughs> <It's> a dark. <laughs> <sighs> no, I just started it. It's a. It's pretty cool. It's got a lot of short stories in it. Nice. So there's got to be one in there that would appeal to you. You know? Dave, where's my copy? <gasps> boom, boom, boom! <laughs> I feel like Belt. Yeah. From the Croods. <laughs> well, he said it's... Let's get on with it. Yes. So here's Who's the Boss 13 Friends.
2: Welcome to Who's the Boss? This is David K. Montoya. You know, have you ever heard that expression that a handful of good friends is better than a group of not real friends or uh, I'm paraphrasing but I'm, I'm I, I was sitting and thinking about this um, after I, I did the last podcast and I talked about myth works and whatnot I, I was sitting and I was just kind of thinking about things you know and, and how things were and um, you know through from 1992 to about say 2002 the first 10 years of the company um you know it, it it was mainly i mean there was outside people you know um but mainly i think it was a ran by friends and family um you know mo- mostly it was it was family you know my sister my brother my cousin my aunt you know, like I said, we did have some outside people as well, but, um, you know, it was mainly family, and it was a very intimate setting to be in during that time, it was, um, it wasn't nothing that it would become, you know, it it was still, I think, more of a dream, because, amidst the the creation of the internet you know that made things more possible but even then you know that it, it just was very you know you'd go and you you'd go to people's houses and you brainstorm and you talk and you know it was it was a lot of face-to-face time and you know it was much more difficult to you know because back then we were doing completely just comic books and uh you know it was it was much more of a task to do a comic book than what it is today you know I mean and realistically in real time if, if you were to say on a Monday you wrote a story and you went and drew up the story on a Tuesday and sent it online by friday you could have a physical book in your hand i mean it's it's literally that fast now but back in the 90s you know it wasn't like that you know there was very laborious and um, time consuming you know a lot of effort went into it a lot more effort than what you know because it is true the internet has made things a lot easier than what they were back then so anyway um it was like I said. It was very intimate setting. It wasn't that big of a uh, surrounding, and I guess I was content with the fact that the the people involved were family, but they were so close enough that you know they were friends too. And as time goes on, things change, and you know, I, I don't know. I mean, relationships change, you know. Unfortunately the the only person that i really still talk to you know from those days is my sister you know uh, and of course my wife but uh you know i don't talk to my brother i don't talk to my aunt you know i don't talk to my cousin and i don't know if it's just because i we grew apart or or what and <clears throat> i think it's from that point where you know you had those people in your lives for at least ten years, if not more, you know, because they were a part of your life before you know anything got started. And then you know when two thousand three rolled around, you know I, I started having more friends, and and as I got to to know these people, you know I, I incorporated them, their ability at a task into doing something for me in the company and you know it it was how do I explain this though they did their tasks as an employee I looked at them as friends first and um, we talked as friends you know uh, go over and have a beer and just chit-chat, talk about life, and, you know, just shit that friends do, and, I don't know, I, I, honestly, at one point, I, I thought I, I was really blessed, because I thought I had, like, a shit ton of friends, um, you know, and, not only in, in real life, you know, personable friends, face to face friends, but online friends as well. You know, because during that time that was during the advent of like MySpace and, and the whole facial or uh social media and I was gonna say Facebook too, but actually that Facebook would come later. Um and it it's a I don't know. I I Honestly, you know, I had like 700, quote unquote, 700 and something friends on Facebook, you know. And, and I realized that in reality, you know, I didn't have 700 friends, you know. And, but I, I knew that I had friends from there, you know, on the online media. And real friends. And you shoot 10 years from there to now, you know, here in 2013, um, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that it's it's interesting because of all those people I, I used to communicate with are are gone for the most part. Um, you know, the only people that I, I actually talked to from that era is. Terry D. Sheer, who's, uh, you know, a very close friend of mine, and um, S. Sadie Burbank and her husband, Ernie, you know, we're really good friends. And <clears throat> and though Russo doesn't fall in the 2003 category, we, we actually became friends in 2000, but, you know, he's, he's close enough, didn't he? You know, I, I talked to Russo. So, you know, that's it. I mean... Now there's a new person in the mix that I consider a friend, you know, and that's uh, Aaron Illich. That's my sister's fiance, um, but I also consider him a friend. He's a good guy, so you know, there's there's a new friend. And I guess what I'm getting at is, you know the the people that I have in my life right now are true true friends because I I still try to you know give things to my friends do things for my friends that's just who I am but it's not a friendship based on what I can do or what I can give to them um, you know it's, it's a friendship because they sincerely you know like who I am as a person and you know, the funny thing is, is like I said, I, I was talking about MythWorks last episode, and <clears throat> I was like, you know, I think I'm going to email, you know, and, and get a hold of some people and just say hi, that's all. And I was going through my, my contact list, and I'm like, I don't, nobody, the people that I remember... As friends aren't even on my contact list anymore, you know. Um, so then I went over to Facebook and, and, you know, they're not on my my Facebook prints anymore. So it, it's kind of interesting that, because I, I don't bring something of value or worth for them to the table, that, you know, they've decided that the... The friendship that we had wasn't initially beneficial to their liking, and they've gone their own way, and <clears throat> that that kind of rubs me the wrong way, to be honest with you, because, like I said, I, I'm a giver, I'm not a taker, and um, I always try to do things for my friends, and and I don't want. I didn't want, rather, you know, a, a friendship based on, oh, you know, I'm a friends with Dave, so, you know, I'll get something good out of it, you know, you get something physical, you know, like a computer or, you know, movies or, you know, whatever, and, um, but that was just my way of saying thank you for being my friend, <laughs> I guess it, it actually turned around and kind of blew up my face, to the point where when I was like well you know I'm in a situation and this was like you know 2010 you know when I was in a situation where I couldn't provide these things I couldn't afford um, you know this these thank yous you know people are like screw you you know I'm out of here thanks for everything that you've given me um, you know because I I I literally took about a $3,000 cut in pay in 2010 uh, per month. And, um, you know, I just, I couldn't afford things anymore. And, and you know, I, I wasn't doing for myself, you know, and if I'm not doing for myself, then, you know, obviously I'm not going to be doing for others. You know, my my main responsibility is as long as I can do for my kid because at at the time in 2010 I only had one child um Zoe my, my daughter she'd come a year later um and and my wife you know that was my main priority is making sure that those two had and I'm sorry and and, and if you listen and I really seriously doubt if any of you guys listen to this um you know I, I'm sorry it turned into that type of friendship and you know my my incentive for that relationship was simply for friendship um, I didn't become friends with people just so I can have them work for me you know in my company that was you know I had people that were my friends that did not work for me um you know it was uh it was just one of those things where as i got to know people and i saw their talents i was like you know i can really utilize your talents and it was never a purpose of a friendship to to gain some type of ability to help the company grow and it's. It was just I wanted to be your friend, you know. That that was pretty much it. It was it's as clear as dry as that. I just wanted to be friends, and now, you know, I, I sit here and, and, and it's sometimes it can be lonely, you know, um, because though I do podcast you know, and I, I do get to see people once a week, and that's pretty much it, you know, I, I get to see people once a week, not on a continuum, and, um, you know, like right now, it's, it's, uh, two minutes to ten in the morning, and Jaden, my son, he's at school, and, and Zoe and, and Lacey are asleep still, and, you know, the house is very quiet, and, and it's, it feels very lonely right now, you know, and and I wish I could just pick up the phone and, and call, and you know, because like for example, there's um, like Russo. I know Russo is he's at work, so I can't call Russo. And then I can't call Rebecca because my sister she she's at school right now, um, you know, college. And then for like Terry, I know Terry, Terry stays up. He, Terry is a, a, an actual nocturnal mammal. He really is. He's, he's a night person. So I know he's asleep. He won't be asleep or he won't be awake for a couple more hours. Uh, You know, and Sadie and her husband, uh, kind of the same. You know, they're night people. Um, But they'll, they'll get up around. 11 or 12 in the afternoon. So these these group of people you know they're they're currently inaccessible because they're they're still asleep. So it's just me sitting in this house all alone with uh with you guys. And and I appreciate it if you're listening to this. I I appreciate you listening. Um you know, but there's there's no there's no feedback you know it's it, right here at this very second it's just me alone with the mic in front of my face and uh you know i, I wish i had the the ability to reconnect with people um but you know even at that if someone came up to me and said hey you know how you been you know granted i haven't seen you in, in three years how, how you been let's be friends again i honestly i'd probably be really leery of of that situation because i know what kind of a person or people rather um you know because i don't bring anything to the table you know, I can't do something financially for people anymore. I can't publish somebody's book because I'm their friend. You know, I'm I'm not doing that anymore. And that's that's a whole nother can of worms. Which you know what, let's let go ahead and jump into that. Um you know, I, I had several people that I talked to on a continuum. Uh, you know, the pitching ideas to me and, you know, very business related, but, you know, I still considered them as friends. And <clears throat> once I announced that I was going to stop being the the publisher and CEO of MythWorks, let me tell you something, brother. It People disappeared. They're like, poof, gone. Can't find them. And again, that was one of those things where they were friends with the, the idea of, well, if I become good enough friends with this dude, he'll publish one of my books. Which, believe it or not, is actually not the case. Um, I've never published a book because a person was my friend. Um, I published books because I, I thought they were marketable and we can turn a profit, and they were good books. But never just because they were friends. And then... Uh, you know, the, the online community, you know, Herotica and the world of myth, I'm surprised that now that we're not running these websites, that nobody, not one person, well, that's not true. Um, Sarah St. John, you know, she's still, I, I consider her a friend, even though I've not physically met her. Um, I do consider her and her husband Barry, you know, friends and of course Sarah comes from the world of myth originally and she works with GISG but other than those, uh, those two you know, I mean there was literally tons of people that came from those magazines that I, you know, had correspondence with and then once the magazines closed, that was it they were gone, poof, gone And, um, you know, what is it? What, what, what is, what am I missing? Is it because people would rather pretend to be friends to get something beneficiary out of it? Um, you know, honestly, if you came to me and said, you know, I don't want to be your friend. I think you're an asshole. But I know that you publish books or now you know you run podcasts and I like the podcast or whatever. Just come up and be straightforward. I I would respect that more than someone saying, Hey Dave, how are you? Let's be friends, blah blah blah. And then once you know something happens and I I don't have or I'm not doing whatever xyz is that is keeping you around you decide to ditch me um you know i'd I'd much rather take option a where the dude's like i just i don't like you but i know that you can be beneficial towards me and my career and and whatever so that's that's kind of it guys i'm I'm just i'm I, I started reminiscing about MythWorks and the company and, and, and that's when my mind turned was uh you know, with with my so-called friends that I, I don't even hear from anymore it's <clears throat> I don't know I, I really I just decided to start podcasting because it, it was building up and it was uh, kind of laying heavy on my chest and I needed to get it off and um, I don't know, guys. I, I just—I guess this is a rant session. Is essentially what this is, um, you know. Because I—I I did not intend for this podcast to be kind of gloomy or you know depressing or whatever. And it, it's interesting because the—the the mic and you listeners are are like my therapy. I, I've learned that. I mean, I've recorded several podcasts where I've sat down and I've just like poured my heart out and very personal stuff, but just because I'm talking, you know, verbally speaking into a microphone and, and knowing that, you know, there's a possibility that people will hear me that that actually is uh, very therapeutic. And while, you know, I, I did toss a lot of the podcast, you know, The process of podcasting is very therapeutic. And I guess this is where we're at. I don't even know. Honestly, this might be one of those podcasts that goes into the trash can. We'll see what happens. Um, If there's a good message behind it, I'll, I'll put it up. But, you know, it is what it is, folks. You know what? I just want to have real friends and that kind of leads me back to what I said you know opening statement you know it's it's better to have a handful of friends than a group of fake friends and that, that's where I'm I'm at though so, I'm blessed with real friends and I don't have that many friends though I'm a very very social person I like to be social I like to be interactive with people uh, but I, I've only got a handful of friends, and unfortunately, an even smaller handful that are here in in my area. You know, most of them are not <clears throat> well. For example, like Alan Russo, he lives in Arkansas again, and uh, Terry Shears in, in Idaho. You know. Uh, Barry and and Serapisaur in Oklahoma, you know, so there's, there's, there's friends, but they're, you know, I can't just jump in the car and go see them. Um, but I, I'm still nonetheless blessed to, to have real friends. Um, and, and I say real friends is because I don't bring anything to the table for them. Um, you know, you can go and be a devil's advocate and say, well, you, you let some of them podcast. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know what? That's They don't need me to podcast. They can sit down in front of a mic at their house or anywhere else and, and podcast. They don't need me. It, podcasting is, is actually a very simple simple thing to do. You know, they don't get nothing in return. It's... it's I don't know, but they're my friends nonetheless, and I'm appreciative to those people, and for those people of the past who, I don't want to say used me, because that that sounds so like I'm I'm being an emo wussy, you know, but I'm sorry that our friendship wasn't as beneficial to you as it was to me Uh, and I'm not saying materialistic wise beneficial I'm talking the actual form of having a relationship as a friend Uh, you know it was more beneficial to me having a friend than it was to you and and honestly I, I do feel bad and say I'm sorry about that because you know that's that's all. Any process of this was. It's just I just wanted to be a friend. I just wanted to hang out, talk, bullshit. You know, and um, you know, it's again. It is what it is. The past is the past. But I just needed to get it off my chest. So there you have it. Um, you know let's see, what else, let's try to get into something a little bit more positive, you know, I've spent, literally just spent half the show, uh, talking about that, um, let's see, I'm I'm still writing, and if you're listening to the other shows, and I've kind of done that purposely, you know, sorry guys, you you have to, in order to get the full story of my progress and what I'm doing, uh, you're going to have to follow the shows, but, Um, I'm working on a, a really big story, um, it's it's really coming together nicely, um, actually now that I think about it, I'm working on several stories, um, initially I started writing a story when we were going to do Herotica. I was going to have a story in Herodica. I was going to do a vampire story, and the story just was taking too long to to put together so it's it's not going to be a short story you know and and I'm just writing it whenever the the idea comes to me I sit down and I write that story and then um I actually started doing a a story for the GSG anthology and how do I say this though it is a, a religious based story it's to me as I was reading it I, I just felt that it was something that wouldn't be quite appropriate to to put into a Christian anthology you know because it <laughs> it's a you know about these guys who are drinking and, and actively doing drugs and and everything that is you know not deemed christianly or or holy and you know one of the characters gets possessed and and i wanted it to very much be a real life you know very true to life kind of thing and um after i read it i was like well it's an okay story but i just didn't feel that it was um appropriate to put into that publication. And I've been fleshing out the story. You know, once you write it, I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever find a home in print. Maybe it'll just set in my file. I don't know. But I, I'm fleshing that out too, and, uh, you know, just kind of being creative. Um, I don't know why I'm being creative. It, it's, well, that's who I am. It's, uh, but I, I'm doing some writing, and it's, it's very, it's good you know it's it's like being away you know how do I explain this It's like going to Disneyland and you have such a great time and then you're gone for so long and you know then you have the opportunity to go back and you know you, you're going back and, and it's just as fun now than it was then and that's kind of the way my writing is. You know, I'm working on the end, the end, book one. We're trying to figure out when we're going to do season two, when season two is going to start up. Um, And, you know, I, I love that story. It's just, it's so everything I want in a story. If I were a reader, to me, it has everything in the story that I would want. Um so anyway there there is gonna be a, a ebook and hard copy book coming out. Uh, we're working on that. Um it's gonna come out through Jasomon if anybody's wondering. And um like I said, season two, we're just trying to figure out how to to approach season two. Because originally when we first started it, it started we wanted to tap into the, the walking dead audience, you know, that, um, that TV show that has zombies. And we wanted to, to tap into those guys. So literally, you know, because that show came out like every Sunday. So we decided that the week after the season ended, that first week, we would go with, season one essentially and it came out every Sunday you know just like The Walking Dead did and <clears throat> though it was it, it did good um, you know we, we have downloads all throughout the week not just on Sundays so we're just trying to figure out if it's beneficial to continue to to do it on Sundays and, and if we are going to do it on Sundays then what when are we going to start doing this again um, also the GISG anthology I have a release date on that finally um, <clears throat> if people are, are interested in picking up that book and it'll be the Friday before Mother's Day so Mother's Day is what the the 12th this year I believe. So the GISG book, which is called "Spiritual Awakening: um, Stories of Praise and Redemption," will come out that Friday, May 10th. And it's it, believe it or not, it's actually the biggest book we've ever produced. It's it's pretty good. It's I want to say it's somewhere in around the ballpark ballpark of like. 350 pages it's a good good good-sized book and there's lots of good stories in there and you know even if you're not quote unquote the religious type uh, there's stories in there that are so well written it won't even matter you know Um, it's just they're good stories so that's scheduled to come out May 10th and we're doing a little bit different than what we usually do um, we're not putting it out in big chains like Barnes and Nobles and Target and, and you know the, the guys like that. We're gonna be going. We're issuing it. You're gonna be able to pick it up at two places. Um, you're gonna be able to pick it up at Amazon.com, and you're gonna be able to pick it up at Myth Mart. And yes, Myth Mart is still up. It's operational. Um, you know we we just haven't decided exactly what we're gonna do at that point. Where the last book, which our last book is the evolution of MythWorks, and that book talks about the entire twenty-year history of the company. Um, But after that book comes out, we don't have no more books planned to come out. And you know what? What are we going to do? Are we going to turn that into like a a resell or retail, you know, book online bookstore? You know exactly what are we going to do? And you know, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I should probably make a a note, just to give you guys a heads up. Um, Sometime in in the week of May, um, there's going to be a week where there will not be uh, no podcasts at all from anybody. And the reason that is, is because my sister Rebecca and Aaron are getting hitched, and um, we're going up to Vegas and then after Vegas, then we're going to go on vacation for about a week. And since I'm the one who, you know, does all the, the mastering and the mixing and uploading and websites and all that, since I'm going on vacation for about a week, um, I will not be working on anything unless I take my laptop. And then if I do that, then, then I'm not going then it's not a vacation. You know, I'm still doing the same thing I'm doing here. But anyway, um, I think we're taking a week off. Uh, I haven't even told the others yet. So, uh, just so expect sometime in in May, you know, there will be one whole week where no shows are coming up. And, you know, that not to be surprised or or worried that we're gone or whatever. It's just we're we're taking a week off because my sister and, and... her fiance or getting married, and that God, that sounds really weird, you know. It's I'm eleven years older than Rebecca, and I'll be thirty six in May, and Rebecca is twenty five. And you know, when I, I I still think of my sister sometimes as a, a little kid, you know, like you know, a seven or eight year old, and and you know the The idea of her getting married just kind of boggles my mind and kind of makes me feel old all, all at the same time. It's... Uh, but you know, Aaron's a good guy. And I, I wish them all the happiness in the world. I, I think that they, they've they got the chemistry that's needed to have a lifelong, prosperous marriage. And, uh, you know, I've been accused... My wife accuses me of this a lot, you know, that I don't ex- get excited about anything anymore. But um I'm I'm excited about the wedding. I I think that's going to be very special. Um you know, my my stepdad who is, you know, I, I call him my dad. Uh you know, because he was he was my father figure since I was 4. He he passed away in 2011. And, um, uh, so in that respect, I was asked to, to give my sister away and, um, uh, I was very honored, you know, because that should have been my dad's, you know, thing to give his daughter, his, his baby girl away at the wedding. So I'm honored and flattered about that. And I'll, I'll, you know, of course, I said yes, and I'll be giving her away at the wedding. And uh, my daughter, he'll, or he'll, <laughs> my daughter, she'll, she'll be the flower girl. Uh, my wife, Lacey, is actually the maid of honor. And um, my son, Jay, he, he's just going to be there looking cool, looking sharp. That's, that's his involvement in the wedding. Um, and it is it's something it's a very stressful time and i remember you know because i mean as weird as it sounds you know in in 2005 will be my well in, in 2005 it'll be my wife and i's 20th anniversary of being together but in 2006 is when we've actually been married for 20 years and um uh, it's i don't remember that much stress you know it was just something that we did and, and we did it mostly on our own so you know i don't know times have changed i guess things are more stressful but uh <clears throat> but i am i'm looking forward to the wedding and uh and i'm looking forward to vacation you know um uh, i would love if I can pull this off, I'm going to. And that's... Uh, we won't be too far from the Idaho border. And I might make a, a surprise visit to the Shearer house in Idaho. You know, because I I haven't seen Terry... Let's see. Last, team, last time I actually physically saw Terry... Was in 2010. I believe it was 2010. Um, yeah it was. So it's been almost three years. Since I've actually seen him face to face. And it would be good to, to see him again. So that's pretty much what's going on there. You know with the wedding. Um, let's see what else. I've been playing a lot of video games. With my son. He's, he's got me you know, playing video games. And. I've been playing uh, Batman Arkham City a lot. And that's been... <clears throat> that's been fun because... You know, I'm even starting to develop the the video game thumb. You know, the callous thumb from playing on it for too long. And uh, it's it's fun because... You know, I grew up in the era of Atari. You know, we had the Atari. We had the Nintendo and then by the time Super Nintendo and all the other ones started coming out, you know, I would kind of gotten out of video games. So I I I grew up with the the old 8-bit video games, you know. And there there was a lot of strategy that was needed to to beat the games. It's it's nothing like today's games, man. You actually you really have to set and and think about what you're going to do in order to, to solve a mystery or to make an action it's it's really fun and in fact there's a, there's a new game coming out called Injustice I guess it's a, another DC game and it's going to have everybody and I'm thinking about purchasing that for my son and I and, and maybe playing that a little bit I'm limiting myself, and I think I've said this on, on, um, scene red. I only limit myself to one day a week playing the video games because, um, if, if I don't, I could literally, you know, not get nothing done and just play video games all day long. And at first, you know, with other people, I always like, how can you do that? You know, how can you, you not get shit done and just set on playing video games. And now that I've actually started playing video games, I'm like, oh, I completely understand. It's just that that drive to complete something, the adventure. Uh, it, it's been it's been really fun, and um, I look forward to beating Arkham City. Um, I, I think I'm like halfway done at this point, halfway or three quarters, pretty close to being done. Um, and then, I think after we beat that game, then I'm going to go pick up, uh, Injustice for the Xbox, because that's what we have, is we have an Xbox 360, and, uh, maybe my son and I will play it. It's, it's actually a very good bonding tool. I mean, we have a lot of stuff in common, my son and I, and just recently, he, he's, gotten really into trying to start his own little business and uh, I'm not trying to downplay it at all because that's, that's the way I started, you know, though he's, he's starting roughly about two years younger than I started, you know, I, I started wanting around 13, I think is when I started getting into business, uh, you know, and he's, he's starting his own little company Uh, it's called bloodstreams or he also calls it jaden montoya studios too um and his main thing is is he wants to make video games and i told him i said you know what you you can do whatever you want to do you know just you gotta learn how to do it do it right do it professionally and, and you can do it you know uh put out your first game and your first game may not be you know something cutting edge but the more you do it the better you get at it so just keep working at it and and i have been trying to kind of mentor him with his business um you know so that's that's i could literally do a whole nother episode on, on how that makes me feel this um it's so neat because I never pushed anything on him I've never pushed him in the way of comics I've never pushed him in the way of making his own company you know writing you know that's just things that he's picked up naturally and uh, it, it, it makes me feel really good it does uh, does me good and you know who knows i mean and i know we've talked about it i've talked about it probably on every single show i've done uh you know he has autism but you know what that that might be a thing of the past especially with this this new treatment but whether he has autism or he doesn't have autism you know uh, there's there's a high probability that one day he'll take over what i'm doing and, uh, and you know for any father out there you know and i can see everybody shaking their head yes uh you know that's that's the goal of any father is to have their son continue their legacy you know take to pick up where you leave off and uh i i do see that happening i, I see that happening with, actually i believe it or not i actually see it with both my kids um even though zoe's very young um uh, she's already showing, like, interests in computers and games, and, and, uh, if you listen to, like, Seeing Red or Win in Burbank, you'll literally, you'll hear her in the podcast, too, you know, because she gets all excited when we start podcasting, so, um, it's, it's, it's there on both my kids, and I'm very excited, I'm very blessed to, to have that ideology that, you know, they'll pick up where I leave off and you know even after picking up where I leave off I'm hoping that they are more successful and even better at what they do than what I do and and you know beating the master at his game as it were you know that that would be awesome you know um i have been on an emotional tirade today i don't know why Uh, you know i I literally spent more than half the show i think no, about half the show talking about friends and whatnot and writing in books and i've just kind of rambled on and i don't know uh you know I, i really didn't sit down and start thinking about what I was going to say Just as soon as I hit record it just kind of started coming out and uh you know I guess that's the way sometimes things work and I'm I don't know maybe maybe next week we'll, we'll come up with something a little bit more interesting I'm trying to get maybe a guest on here or something because um I know it's probably boring for you guys just to hear me rant and talk for you know an hour without no other audio stimulation. Uh, so I, I am I'm trying to find people that would get on here and, and maybe we can talk and and reminisce and you know give them an opportunity to to plug what they want to plug <clears throat> and. Uh, you know, one of these days, I, and I'm, I'm hell-bent on this, and seriously, one of these days I, I will get Russo on here, and one of these days, you know, perhaps Russo will become the co-host, like he was supposed to be, by head, he was he was supposed to, you know, co-host with me every week, this show, uh, <clears throat> because when, <laughs> when I came out with this show called you know, Who's the Boss? And it was just me, a lot of people are like, Man, you've got an ego but uh believe it or not, it was it was kind of a joke. You know, it was supposed to be uh me and, and Alan Russo because, you know, I I'm, well, I guess I am technically still the CEO of MythWorks and um now he's the CEO of, of uh What's his his book called? Not his book, but his book publishing. Um, Zombie Works. His, his company's called Zombie Works, he's the CEO. So we were gonna have two CEOs, you know, and we'd be talking about random stuff and, and that was the concept behind it, you know, between him and I, who was the boss, you know, because we we're, were both CEOs. And uh, you know, he was unable to follow through and, and commit to the show before we even got started. So, I've been on here now for how many ever months, kind of just doing my own thing, but you know, when people first come to the show and they see me, just me, with who's the boss, that a lot of people think I'm really arrogant, which is actually true, you know, I I am arrogant and I'm stuck on myself, Um, I'm not that bad, or at least I won't let the public know I'm that bad, (laughs) so... But I, I do thank you for coming in this week, folks. And um if if you've made it all the way through to this, I, I appreciate it. Um I I did, I just had to get some stuff off my chest. I don't know. You know, I, I was just I was just reminiscing back on the business and, and that kinda popped into my head and and I really I needed to just put it out there and once you put it out there you can own it and, and move on so now that it's out there I'll do my best to own it and then you know get myself moving on but uh, I promise next week we'll we'll do something a little bit more cheerful and, and more upbeat um, maybe I'll tell you a little bit more about this big writing project that I'm working on it's it's something really big but I, I'm, I'm not saying what it is. It's just because of how big it is. And I don't want to be put in a situation where, uh, you know, it doesn't fall through. Kind of like with Body Bag, you know. Body Bag, I announced it, you know, while I was still doing the rewrite. And that just kind of fell apart in front of everybody. And that made me look bad. You know, it was just, it was bad. But anyway, folks, that's it for this week. I'm David K. Montoya, so if you're willing, come back next week as we continue to try to find the age-old answer to an even older question of who's the boss. Take care, folks. Have a great race of the week.
1: And this is where I would normally play a theme song from a certain show that we can't mention. Because Compton, we are right. friends, we are friends. Oh, you know, Ross. <laughs> no, Rob. Oh, and there's not six Rachel. of us. No,
3: you don't have the hair for Rachel.
1: No, I'm more of
3: a cue ball.
1: Oh my God, what's her name? Courtney Cox.
3: Sinead O'Connor.
1: Hey, I don't think she's on the show, but that would fit.
3: Oh, oh um, Phoebe's sister. No, 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 no.
1: Phoebe's sister looked like Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, um, Ross's girlfriend. Oh, she did shave her head. She did shave her head. That's right.
3: They were at the beach. Rachel sabotaged her. I remember that. Yes. they were at the beach. There was the beach that the beach house that got washed out in a hurricane. Joey's in the living room, passed out, and they made a sand body on him, mm-hmm. and he had. Big boobs, and he appreciated his big boobs. Yep, he, he didn't and then want to Rachel get it. Rachel talked to her, Ross's girlfriend into shaving her head again.
1: I remember that one. Oh, what a waste of time this is. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's jump into number two, sure. shall we? And this is part one of two. Part one of two. Yes. This is from Saturday segments. Number 11, Seeing Saturday. This week, special guest hosts from Seeing Red, David K. Montoya, Rebecca, and Aaron talk Hollywood and list their favorite movies of all time. You tried to announce your her,
3: her last name, right? Loughran. There we go. Loughran.
1: But there's an F in there. Loughran. There's an F and a G. Loughran. All right. <laughs> Obviously, the letters are silent. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's get on with this one. (laughs) Saturday Segments, number 11, Seeing Saturday.
2: Hey, kids, it's Saturday, so it must be Saturday Segments. I'm your guest co-host, David K. Montoya.
4: I'm Rekhazi Lofgren.
2: And I'm Aaron Illich. And we're coming at you today with a wide range of entertainment. I think we should talk a little bit about Gossip. Did you guys know that they're trying to make it a Macho Man Randy Savage Day? Seriously, in Florida, they're pushing to make it his birthday a state holiday. I didn't know that.
5: That's pretty funny.
2: So for all the the WWE fans out there, you know, uh, what how did you go? Well uh Oh, yeah! There we go. Macho man!
6: Randy Savage!
2: And a little bit of gossip. Did you know that Lindsay Lohan is under house arrest yet again? I'm not surprised. This time, it's because she didn't appear to a, for a court date. Mm-hmm. And the judge pretty much... It was passed from judge to the judge. And this one particular judge that she had seen before said... I don't want to see you back here. <laughs> and, well, she's seen her back there, and... Guess and, and, what? <laughs> you know, she's close enough. I think we should just put her in, like, the pen close to East L.A. Yeah. And just let it go from there. <laughs> and, also, there is a picture flying around of Kim Kardashian.
4: Looking like a whale. Yes. Free wilding day. Yep. Why would she wear something like that? Like, she wanted people to look at her like a whale. I don't know. I don't get it. You know what's
5: so funny is now that you say that, I I had no clue who that was. Like, that's how much I do okay. not pay attention to the culture of today. Because the culture of today is just,
6: what is it? Right. <laughs> what is it? Okay.
5: And you look at, say, the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then early two thousands, yeah, that was a good pop culture era, you know. That was a good cr- transition, but now it's just like
6: nobody what, cares. Yeah. yeah,
2: what? Where's where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pop culture, pop culture icon Canadian Justin Bieber, I guess, had a little meltdown this week. Um, he was in England touring, and I guess he passed out or something, and. He went to the hospital. He was there for a short amount of time. He was going out, and then one of the paparazzi was, was kind of trolling him. And what set him off was the paparazzi said, Well, go back to the United States. Mm-hmm. And well, Justin Bieber's Canadian. So that pissed him off. Yeah. And he was threatening the paparazzi. Now, for me, I think I would be more intimidated for my one and a half year old coming at me than Justin Bieber.
5: Yeah, I I just don't see him threatening It's like a a
2: dandelion (laughs) flying (laughs) through the the wind You heard about the whole cut for beaver thing, right? No
4: You never heard about that? No, what is it? They had a single on the internet Uh, How many months back did you say it was? Three?
5: Yeah, about three months ago
4: About three months ago um, I guess pictures went on the internet of him smoking weed So on Twitter all these little girls started cutting themselves they said they're not going to stop cutting until he stops doing drugs. Really?
2: Yeah. That's...
4: And, like, I guess like, Miley Cyrus was pissed off about it. She was like, that's so stupid that people are doing that crap. Like, he doesn't care. He didn't say anything. He never said anything about it. He never addressed it or anything.
2: Well, moving from the pop culture Canadian icon to the daughter of the king of all Satan and evil... <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne's daughter, Kelly Osbourne, I guess, uh, had a seizure this week. And um, (laughs) what the doctors are saying now, that something may have triggered it from... Because she's never been epileptic in the past, but they're saying that she might not be epileptic now. (laughs) And I think it's from all the blow that her dad did. Probably. Probably. Talk about crazy training, man. Yeah.
5: Well, you know, she could be going out to clubs and stuff. She's old enough. She's been old enough for a long time. She could very well have been a victim of an epileptic seizure, especially nowadays. But she's, you know, crazy
2: lights anywhere you go. And here's an interesting little bit. Um, A stuntman is suing Marvel Studios for a stunt that went wrong, and I guess it damn near cost him his life. Um, And this was on the set of... Ghost Rider 2. And uh, from what I'm getting it was a motorcycle stunt that just the timing was off and, and actually it was all caught on tape too. And we haven't had a chance to look at it, but um, I guess he's suing for millions, obviously.
5: Yeah. Well see that that's the whole reason you're a stunt man, is to take the damage, not the uh, not the star, you know. If you're gonna be a stunt man, you're gonna <laughs> one? very well possibility will get hurt.
4: Right. They're, they train them for
5: years. Yeah, do, exactly. How
4: to do of awesome. stuff. Oh, I'm
5: going to be a stuntman. Well, if you're going to be a stuntman for freaking Johnny Blaze.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
5: come on now.
2: Um, I guess from what he's wanting, he's wanting compensation plus a million dollars for uh, for the money that he's lost mm-hmm. from acting, you mm-hmm. know, as doing his stunts. He said he's lost about a million dollars out of work. So he's, he's cool. wanting that plus... Paying compensation.
5: Wow, wow, that's like uh, the story of Eddie Murphy Raw. I don't know if you ever seen Eddie Murphy Raw or not, but no. anybody who's seen Eddie Murphy Raw would know, because uh, there was, I guess he went to a club and they were talking about you know back in the eighties you know how it was like the black people have their own dancing style and the black people would always make fun of the white people that was dancing right. Right. And I guess uh, Rocky had just come out and one of the Italian dudes got real smart with one of the black guys. Eddie Murphy was there and he came up. And he, the one of the Italian dudes was talking shit. And then and everybody's like, Man, I was talking to my conscience. And he's like, Hey, get him. And he's like, As soon as I know, that dude was on the floor. His brother was behind me. He swung, hit my face, and my lips just went
6: boom, boom, boom,
5: boom, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And he said, Everything went crazy. Everything went wrong. And he said, At the end of it, everybody sued him, even the black people. He's like, this, The white people were like, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I I just, I need money for my eyes. My <laughs> eyes are so sprained. You know, the uh, lighting was triggered from the dance globe. And, you know, I just, my eyes, I need money. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to
2: me. <laughs> I would probably say, you know, uh, I should, yeah, I'd be right there. Traumatic experience. I was yeah. standing outside, but it was traumatic, man. It was yeah. traumatic. He's like, like, everybody
6: sue me, man.
2: <laughs> oh, what about this? Um, on our good friends over at TMZ is reporting that Nick Cannon is saying Mariah won't spank the kids, but Nick Cannon says, I will. Ooh. I, I don't know like
4: if to get spank yet, but. <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> yeah, I spanked their like kids. A year and a half, two years old.
2: I actually, I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even know Mariah Carey had kids. Yeah, so Me neither. I know that, you know, she's been rode like a local bicycle, but... <laughs>
6: That's taking, saying it lightly. <laughs>
2: but I didn't know she had no kids. So she has twins? Yes. Well, I guess they're... However old they are. Um, Nick Cannon is saying that she needs to discipline them and won't spank them. but mm-hmm. he's like, I will. So... Wait, wait a minute, isn't Nick Cannon, like, considerably younger?
6: Yeah.
2: Isn't Mariah in her 40s now? Yeah. Nick Cannon's barely into his 30s. He's like, what, 26 now? He's in his 30s. Oh, he He's is? He's a lot younger huh. than he looks. But
7: she's
5: about eight years older than
6: him,
4: I believe.
5: I remember when he was doing
2: stuff for Teen Nick. He was, he was <laughs> in mid-20s
4: then. He's got that real young look to him. He's not
2: that bad. Interesting. And let's see what else we have On TMZ today
6: <laughs>
2: they, Oh wow They want Chris Chris Brown To stay classy <laughs> And there's a nice shot of him grabbing his crotch Out in public That is classy folks Very classy
5: What do you expect you got all them tattoos and fame to back you up Nobody cares I got a good one Morgan. Okay So have you heard of the whole
4: conspiracy about like and I don't I, I, I kind of believe it just because there's so much evidence that they say that Jay-Z and uh, Beyonce are devil worshippers
5: oh and Rihanna I've, oh. I've heard that one well
4: I'm talk about Rihanna because I didn't see anything about her but this is just about Jay-Z and Beyonce but supposedly they're part of the Illuminati and the devil worshippers and I kind of believe this you laugh <laughs> but let me tell you okay?
2: okay I'm all ears so they're talking
4: because uh, there's a lot of like in the window to like like the Illuminati during this whole oh really like, Rihanna did Right. Said she lay, I guess she laid down and made like a, like a pentagram. when she got up, she was her alter ego, Sasha Fierce. Because she has an alter ego. She says, "I'm possessed by Sasha Fierce. That's my alter ego." Because even when she gets on stage, her whole face changes. And some of the images were so ugly of her from the Super Bowl. They went in there and said, "You need to take those off. We're going to sue you. I don't want this up there." They're she was like, a, she turns into like a man, almost her face. Really? Yes. About. Two, two or three years ago, she made a CD called I Am Sasha Fierce, and she said that a spirit came into her, and it's to Ego, Spirit, and Sasha Fierce. It's, when she gets on stage, it makes her more fierce. She's able to perform better. When she's
2: off stage, it's not her. Wow.
4: And literally, when she gets on stage, her whole face changes. Like, it's creepy.
5: That's why you, uh, if you go on Facebook and, you know, all these other sites, and it's like you see this, the, it, and it's almost unbelievable, because it's like such a manly figure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it seems so You would think it would be... Feeling. Really? You think it would be photoshopped? That's how weird it looks.
4: Because uh, you know how now, Beyonce also, looks. Her, uh, her CD I saw. There's some pictures in it. She has devil's head outfit on, like the whole the goat head, the devil.
6: Uh huh. Her outfit is
4: that. She wears devil head ring Uh huh. necklace, jewelry of it. And um, JC A lot of his lyrics are like anti-Christian.
6: Uh uh-huh.
4: And he always says this his sign that he always does, he would be do the triangle, represent like the uh-huh. and a lot of his, um, clothing from rockwear is like, has to do with Illuminati. has to do with, um, uh, what's that guy that has the lead of the Church of Satan or whatever?
2: Oh, um, Levy. Levy.
6: Yeah. Um,
4: I can't think of his horse name, but it's, it's but, uh, Levy. But anyways, he had, a, he had a saying that he said, and there was a, there was like, images of, of, uh, Jay Z wearing a shirt and it says "Thy will shall be done," or like, own oh, will shall be done," something like that. He wears Like that something
5: f- Shakespearean almost, but it's
4: like in other words, do what you, thy will, not what you want, what God wants you to do. Yeah, basically.
5: do what you want. And I was
4: like, okay, yeah. you know, like that's kind of coincidental. But then I, I saw a video of Jay Z talking about that like, he's possessed by spirits.
2: That Jay Z's yeah, he was
4: yeah, he was. I'm like a, a modern day Frank Sinatra. Because I'm possessed by all these
2: different spirits you say all and concepts. I'm like, it not weird. Okay, just a real, um, it's Anton Levy. Yeah. He founded the Church Anton of St. Uh, it's Levy. Levy. L A V E Y. Yeah, it's, yeah. And he founded. Levy. Anton Levy. Levy. Well, I'm not at St. so, you know. it's French, but it's Levy. Yeah,
4: anyways. um well, that's He always does He has the I don't know if it's like they want people to think that they're that. But if you look at Beyonce and Sasha Fierce, alter ego, she literally looks like she turned into a man.
2: Yeah, really?
6: Yes. yes.
4: Uh, voice, I'm I'm telling you, she. You, you see her like <laughs> talking on like just talking on an interview. She looks so like feminine and pretty. Uh huh. When she gets on stage, because she she will say something like Sasha Fierce is me, and I'm Sasha Fierce. Like it's just, it sounds like she's possessed by like a demon or something. Like maybe I'm being paranoid or something. Or it sounds stupid, but. She literally changes her face, changes into that of like a masculine man.
2: Mm-hmm. This is definitely not a Saturday segment that the, the people that follow. <laughs> well, I mean, there's all there's a lot of controversy between I mean, <laughs> hey, the Illuminati. This,
4: is, this has to do with pop culture.
5: Yeah, it does. It well, there's a lot of people are saying the Illuminati killed Michael Jackson. I don't know if you guys heard about that. No, they yeah. Supposed- I, think that,
4: I think that's just speculation. I thought the whole like Jay Z. Beyond and speculation either they really
5: are part of Illuminati or well, devil or they want people to think they are well if you look at some uh, some <laughs> records of singers that used to be popular a lot of these singers die at a, at a certain time at a certain point on a certain year in a certain
4: date
5: yeah that's all I think a lot is conspiracy theory yeah it is but you know it, it some of it could be true some yeah. of it could you know like there's always a little bit of truth in everything yeah so you can't Rule out any possibilities. Right.
4: Just like people are superstitious about white lighters. Yeah. Really? Because, uh, like Kurt Cobain, a lot of popular people who died young had a white lighter in their pocket when they died.
2: Oh, that that kind of creeped me out because you know.
4: I use white lighters all the time. I was so, gonna say I use white lighters. We're not we yet, so we don't have to worry
6: about. Them. Yeah, that's true.
4: It's but you know what? It's just weird because. I think it's coincidence, I'm sure, but like a lot. I mean, I can't think of all
2: people, but I know a lot. Like, at least 10 or more of those celebrities have died white flyers in their pocket. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, have you guys heard of the Grumpy Cat? I'm sure you because you guys are on Facebook a lot. Yeah. The yeah. Grumpy Cat? There's like, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is an internet sensation to the point where they've tracked him down in Austin, Texas. And they have not officially named him, but he is going to be the new uh, what is it? Whiskies, the uh, the cat food, Friskies. Friskies, Friskies
6: yeah.
2: Whatever.
4: Why are you...
2: Anyway, he's the new cat spokes spokes cat, and they've confirmed that he will be making five figures every time that commercial runs. So not only will the grumpy cat be an internet celebrity will be a national celebrity, but the owner is gonna be really stinking rich.
4: You can find a down cat, somewhere. <laughs> I know. Well,
5: we got plenty of incest cats, so. <laughs> we're bound to have one. You know that
4: cat. It's probably like incest like 15 times. Crazy cat will be like, here, he wants a little It's not, it's, it's failure to thrive. That cat's ugly. That cat's like a Down
5: syndrome. Yeah, it's like. It looks like a pug cat. <laughs> it does, it does
6: seem like,
5: like, it's a, a real cat may, maybe, maybe somebody had a gene splice with, like, a dog and a cat and then had incest babies with those animals. Because <laughs> that's what it looks like. Like, it looks like a pug cat. I don't think that
4: cat's that funny. It's like, everybody gets pictures picture of that cat and they, say, Here, let me capture. copy and
5: paste this picture with this picture and make it a, uh, a capture. It.
2: <laughs> I don't know, folks. So, what do you want to? Did you want to talk about? Because let me tell the readers, or not the readers, let me tell the listeners. The listeners um, we're gonna con- we're gonna do the whole hour show here on Saturday segments, but we're gonna keep this baby going. We're gonna go into um, Seeing Red, which will play Monday. So you'll you'll hear Saturday segments on Saturday. We're gonna take a day off on Sunday, and then you can hear the rest of it you know what let's let's do something fun instead of running it on monday let's go ahead and put the scene red up on sunday so they can have it the following day so, but we're going to keep this going we're going to talk about uh our favorite movies of all time plus the movies we want to see and it's going to carry over into our show scene red so what do you guys want to hit first do you guys want to go with movies of all times or the movies that you want to see currently uh uh-huh. I say all the time first. Mood for. Okay, what, top
5: five or top
6: ten?
5: Top ten. Okay. Yeah, top five would be like. A little it's too hard for me. me. It's yeah. hard for me. Well, really. see, my, my my top five. Well, it's not really five, because there's. What, there's. Six movies now? Sorry? Five, five. counts maybe. as one. You can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> seriously kind
2: of Okay, bets, what's your number ten?
4: My number ten, and a lot of people are like, I
2: think this is funny, but it's clueless. Clueless. Okay. That's with um, Alicia Silverstone, right? Yeah. Okay. One of
4: her first
2: two that made her popular. Why him? I mean, what? Why does it make it on your list? What What is it about it? When I
4: was younger, like I don't know, it was really popular when I was young, but I, everything like, you guys see like, okay, what is it? So I, I got it. I I watched it. I was like, I don't really get it, and I kept watching it. Some reason I don't know why.
5: You just didn't get it. I think at the time, at, the, at
4: that time, there wasn't any good movies out, so. Right. But I got so obsessed with that movie, like I watched it every day. I knew every single line to every single sentence in the whole movie. It was bad, <laughs> and it influenced me a lot. So
7: and I think that's what got me a lot into
4: like liking fashion. And let me tell you, the fashion in that movie is horrid
6: Uh huh. It gave me like. A Even mean, for the nineties.
4: Yeah, but it gave me a mentality of like, it's important how you look. I'm not saying like. It's not more important
2: to me. Like, it is. It's an people. important thing. So
4: you look good. You present yourself good. You know what right. I'm saying? And that's what gave me a mentality. Like, of, like I need to look good. I need to always try to
2: present myself the best I can. Right. From that movie, for whatever
5: reason, it did that to me. Okay. What about you? Aaron? Um, my number ten is School of Rock. <laughs>
2: School of Rock. That's the one oh, Jack, Jack Black. Black. Yeah. yeah.
5: I thought that that was a pretty good movie. I was like, yeah, because well, at the time it came out, like I was like preteenist. Uh-huh. so and I was like really influenced by rock music like you know
2: every
4: it was a. Good movie.
2: yeah it was a good movie
5: <laughs> and that's one of my favorites and I'm like yeah this is a pretty good movie because I, I like if it kind of gave me a feeling of empowerment like anybody can be what they want yeah mm. as long as you put the time and the effort
2: into doing it you can accomplish anything. My number 10, interestingly enough, the book is my number one. My favorite book of all times. But as far as in movie spectrum, it's number 10. And that is Stephen King's The Stand. That movie... Now, I've I seen the movie before I, I read the book. Mm-hmm. And that, on a creative level, has influenced me. You know, like the end is a lot from The Stand. That, that influenced. Yeah. And... It might have actually moved up the list, but it's so long; it's eight hours long. I actually have it, you know, here. Oh, uh, you know, in my library. It, it's a really good movie. They have good because Stephen King actually wrote the script as well for the movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. I had to give stand number ten. A lot of those
6: Stephen
4: King movies are real long. Like I've
2: seen a lot of. I've, I've seen them all. I think. My my
5: favorite Stephen King movie that was. Yeah, the book is transferred into a movie. It's
2: Dreamcatcher. Really? Yeah.
4: It was good. I got but, that one too. It was good, but that's, it, to me, it's not fortunate.
2: Number nine for you.
4: My number nine movie is White Chicks. <laughs> 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 I love that movie. I don't know. I'm not really like a comedy type person. Like I like to laugh, and, but I don't know. White Chicks is one of movies that you can just watch over and over again and it never get old always funny i've actually never seen it
5: what? really yeah i've never seen we're it we're gonna have the edge of on. she wants that, the black it's the
4: make what makes it for me that black guy sean
5: and marlon All right. You All right. Please? Oh. You
6: please? <laughs> <laughs> basically i'm to tell you
4: this fast in the movie uh this is black guy i can't think what his name is terry cruz yeah terry Crews. He, uh, he he's a dude that does white the women. white, uh-huh. he white yeah. women and at the end has the wayne brothers yeah they're be white girls and he pulls off his mask and he the deception how could you Nigga please Nick please he goes I thought you were you know, he goes, I can't believe you're not white he thought he was he didn't care that he was a man he just finished <laughs> not that he was black it was so funny I love that
2: part okay what about you what's your number 9 my number 9 is Starship Troopers <laughs> I love
4: that movie that
2: is a good movie in, in fact I didn't even think about you know as far as skill wise but that is a good movie mm-hmm. if that might actually be for me somewhere between 11 and 20 spots and that is a very good movie yeah that's <laughs>
5: one of the first like uh, sci-fi movies I've ever seen was Starship Troopers so that, I, I guess that has a bit of an impact on why I like sci-fi stuff it's a good movie but let
4: me say it was a class
2: that the, that needs, it's a fast episode
4: that Casper Van Dien is a full black I don't know why it would have that
2: movie oh the lead character yes uh I don't know I liked it I liked the bugs I liked the
4: yeah. it was a good movie but it, it, he made it to me made, made it corny
2: Michael Ironside You know the um, The sergeant Oh yeah He he really I thought he was Yeah For sure Cause it, he's a good actor He is He seems like a badass In real life too I know
5: <laughs> Just cause of everything That he's been in And he's
2: always been Like one of the The stronger, same characters Yeah
5: it's That man You know that If I could meet that man I would take the chance Would you? Yeah if he's still alive, of course. No, he's alive. Really?
2: Yeah. How old is he? I'm not sure. He'd probably be only in his 50 or 60. Somewhere in that area. My number nine is The Illusionist. That movie just the the end when you find out that the wife or the girlfriend wasn't dead and it was just a whole spoof on everybody. And when the the, the detective at the final conclusion Finally put it all together When it was too late It was just It was great yeah. And it was One of those movies I've gone out To try to buy Several several times And I can't find it Nowhere best
4: buy. Best buy everything.
2: Yeah I've been to Best Buy
4: online?
2: No I haven't gone that far probably. You can probably download it For free online I, I, I'm one of those Physical people I like to Have shit in my hands
6: Yeah I, Well you can
2: burn I
4: will say that that I'm
5: not. I don't know. Like a lot of people like to bootleg movies. I like. If, if I like a movie, I'll buy it. Right. I won't bootleg movies because to me, boot, I don't know. I only bootleg movies if it's a good copy. If <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a good copy, I ain't bootlegging it. It's got that little Gaussian blur on
2: it. I ain't doing it. And it, it have to be something that I really, really want to see. Yeah. And just neither a can't get to see it or don't have the money. Yeah. It. Okay, we're down to number eight. Rebecca. My
4: number
2: eight is Pet Sematary. Ooh, ooh, that was a, a nice... You mm-hmm. got Clueless, White Chicks, Comedies, and then all of a sudden she hits you with some, some old school horror. Horror, yeah. With the original Herman Munster. Yeah. What is that? What what, what caused you to pick that one? I I don't know. I, I know that,
4: like, in the first time I seen Pet Sematary, I was really young, like, I know it came out in the 90s. Yeah. I'm sure I've probably seen it, like, cause, you know, mom. Like, I,
2: I actually have the memory of seeing it. Oh, really? Yes. And I you were there.
4: Oh, okay. So it, was probably, one, it was probably one of the first main horror movies I've ever seen. Because I know it came out early 90s, right. so. But uh, I don't know, like, I think it's because I'm always such an animal lover. Uh-huh. I love the idea that you could be able to bring your animals back to life. Even though they're possessed.
2: Even though they're possessed,
6: <laughs> but it was just the
4: idea, I guess. It, I don't know. That movie is, to me is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like I to this day, it comes on, I'll still watch it because mm-hmm. it's eerie.
2: I have the book. But... Yeah, I
4: read the book. That's one of my favorite books. But I don't know. That movie just stood out to me for some reason.
2: What about you?
5: Number eight, Man in the Iron Man, Man in the Iron Mask.
4: It's so good. I thought I that movie. And you guys
5: are like, Oh, with Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you guys are gonna laugh at me, with but... I seen it when I was young, like, maybe eight mm-hmm. or nine.
4: Oh, no, you are younger than that.
5: Maybe, yeah, maybe younger. But that was the first movie that ever made me cry. Really? Yeah. I was so sad. I was like, why
4: does he have to die? It is sad. Uh, that movie, I know, well, maybe, because I know, uh, I seen it when it first came out, and I was, like, eight or nine, so maybe you've seen it later on in life, I don't know, but...
2: Mm-hmm. Well, see, people give Leonardo DiCaprio crap.
4: He is my man. But he is
2: <laughs> a very very
6: good
4: actor. Anything mm. that he's done... is like, good. It's always have a, been a blockbuster. I have a yeah. list of just Leonardo DiCaprio, probably my top 20, there would be a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio because he is my favorite actor. The first crush I ever had on a boy in my life was him. Oh, really? Yes. And he's my favorite actor. He's a, he can do any role in my opinion. I've never seen him do comedy. I don't know if he can do it or not, but he can do serious roles like nobody can
2: The first serious role I seen him in was Blood Diamond. And I was like, wow you know because he wasn't you know because the the last memory I had of him was in Titanic you know he had that soft kind of boyish yeah you know but in, in Blood Diamond he was tough he a was ruthless yeah he was you yeah. know not yeah he was not a, a very he was the protagonist in the movie but he was kind of like the anti-hero and I was like wow he, he really pulled it yeah. off I think that
6: because
4: I've, I've seen every movie he's ever made and I think they're all The one when he was like 12, yeah, which is Basketball Diaries, Marvin's Room, What's Eating
2: Gilbert Grape? I know all of them. Um, my number eight is Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr., Mm -hmm. and the whole thing with that is not only is it because my son's obsessed with Iron Man, but it was the first, in my opinion, the first Marvel made movie that act the the actor depicted. the actual character. <laughs> well, it was good. Yeah, it um, was. It was not just anybody could go in and watch that movie even if they've never heard of Iron Man, they could go into it and enjoy oh, the movie. Iron Man. What, what, what Iron Man? <laughs> and it was it was just a good movie. I know of Gundam! No. <laughs> <laughs> Number 7, Star Wars series. The Star Wars series.
4: Yeah. I I like <laughs> You're kill me for this, but I like the newer Star Wars like the older Star Wars. So do I. I think I think the reason that like I like the older Star Wars, don't get me wrong. But I feel like the newer Star Wars has better acting. Yes it does. And it's easier to follow because it's newer to me. Right. The Other Star Wars are sold in the seventies. Right seventies yeah. 70s, right? 70s.
2: 70s. it came out in
4: right.
2: May eighth, nineteen seventy
4: seven okay.
2: the day I was born. And, uh, and it didn't even make my top ten list. I'll
4: just throw that out there. It's a good oh, story. The Jesus. first ones are a good story, but I think that the, the, a lot of people don't like the new ones because you know, they're so set to the old ones. Too. Right. But I think the new ones were good. And I, I thought it was a good idea to Christian do an ass Hadeson backwards. good-ass Anakin Skywalker. I don't care what anybody says. I yeah. agree.
2: In fact, I, I was about to say, I think that Anakin Skywalker would mop the floor with Luke Skywalker.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I it's
2: Honestly, weird. I... It, We're not even talking about acting wise. We're just talking character wise. He was just—how do I say this? Without getting death threats, um, (laughs) so much more of a dynamic character.
4: Well, that and he was a badass. Yeah, yeah, he was a badass.
2: He—and that's what I was going to say. And I guess I'll say it. And and please, no one send me death threats. To me, until you get to Return of the Jedi. Luke Skywalker was a wuss. He
5: yeah, was. he was. He was a little sissy.
2: He was. And from...
5: He's like Anakin Skywalker as a little boy.
2: Like, finding out what Jedi... Well, I was going to say, even at the point of Anakin being, what, he was like five or six in the very first episode? Yeah. yeah. He was still
4: tougher. Yeah. He was brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't see Luke Skywalker as a brave character. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he did that because he felt he had to
2: do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because of who his father was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah,
5: that, that's... It's like, I have to I kill the most evil being in the galaxy. I'm going to be a badass. I don't care.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm interested, in, and I know we're, we're kind of starting to segue off track here, but we'll, we'll bring it back around. Um, Harrison Ford has agreed to return as Han Solo. Han Solo! Um, Carrie Fisher has agreed to return as Princess Leia. And Mark Hamill is coming back as
4: oh my God.
2: Luke Skywalker. Jeez. But there's, from what I'm getting on outside sources, they're not the main characters. No, not. That's good. Because
4: I told you already, it's going to be about their child, right? Yeah, Anakin Solo. And it's gonna,
5: it's gonna look good because they're all old. Yeah, it'll work. <laughs> it'll work because
4: because it's about their child, and he he's the the one true.
2: Whatever, right. He, he's the chosen was. one. He's the yeah. real chosen one, and
7: they're probably going
2: to have little pieces in it. Right. But I want to see
7: who's going to play anything the- solo. That'll be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. What do you got for number seven? Uh Cabin
5: in the woods. The remake or the one? The remake. The, the one in two thousand. Yeah. Or well, 2000- two thousand three oh. or two thousand.
2: 2000- the. What are you thinking of? Well, <laughs> the cabin fever oh that's one thing yeah see yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm like wait wait wait
4: hey, that story. oh yeah. okay uh, Chris
5: uh, Helmsworth. Helmsworth yeah it's a good movie it's a good movie
4: it's creative I don't, I don't think it's that great but it's a good movie
5: I thought it was really creative the way that the movie ends um, basically like oh, the government <laughs> it, it's it, it's sort of slow up until it gets towards the end and that's where it's like the big bang where it's like you go through the movie, you're like, uh, it's not that great. I don't know if I want to sit here and watch it. And then you get towards the end, and then you see all all the people dying off, dying I know off. Dying. I so what really, it up. what really
4: got my attention was Chris Heller was the main character. He's like, I'm gonna get on motorcycle, I'm gonna get out of here and save everybody. He's like, I'm gonna jump to this cliff and I'm gonna go over there and get out of here, right? He's driving on his motorcycle as fast as he can, jumps the cliff, hits the wall and dies. I was like, damn, what?
2: What, <laughs> what just happened? He killed the main yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm probably going to get some size off of this. My number seven is Clerks 2. Um, I don't know have, if either of you have seen Clerks.
5: I've seen the first one, but You're I haven't gonna seen going to
4: say, it. you don't think I've seen Clerks 2? Donkey, <laughs> on now. I've seen it about eight times. In I've fact, seen parts of that's it. That's what's but... in
2: my DVD player right now is Clerks 2. That movie
4: was Pillow Pants I yeah. the other day. <laughs> yeah. Because we're playing this game, right? And they have these little cards in it called the pillow phantom or something like that mm-hmm. and I was like I was like everyone's not that thing of pillow pants I was like what is that from what is pillow pants from and did we ever figure out what it was from at the time uh, I don't think we could remember until now I remember now Yeah,
2: it's for me I've, I've been lucky enough to follow I, I got into Kevin Smith in about 2000 and believe it or not Russo is the one who introduced me to um Kevin Smith and you know, I've I seen all his movies I literally have all his movies mm-hmm. And Watching the first Clerks And watching, it's, it's kind of neat Because it's not only is it watching a, a person Creatively grow up But It's also happening It's it's happening in his movies too mm-hmm. Because you see You know, Jane and Bob You know, in the first, they're just kids They're hanging out, they're stoners then you shoot through everything that's gone gone on to Clerks Two. And the thing I liked about it too is they stay true to who they were. Right at the very end of the movie, they're like, "We're rich." Remember, because they're making they made the money off of that Blunt Man and Chronic movie. Yeah. They were making money off the comic books, so they were rich. Yeah, and they were like, "We'll give you the money as long yeah. as you let us." You know, stand out in front of Quick Stop. Yeah, and I, I thought, wow, what a great transition. You know what? And that's what I'm, I'm excited to see Clerks three when it comes out, mm-hmm. because Kevin Smith said it was, you know, Clerks was pretty much him, his experience of his twenties. Clerks two was him in his thirties. Now Clerks three is him in his forties. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited to see that, and that's why I picked Clerks two for my number seven spot. Yeah. What do you got for number six?
4: Number six is the Harry Potter. Movie. All of them? Yeah. I'll, my favorite is the last one, but I like all of them, and I don't really have a choice because mom makes me watch them all a the freaking time.
6: <laughs> and
4: I, I like the ones that are newer better because when I was young, I could relate to the younger characters. Cause right. I was younger. Right, right. But then as, time, as I like about the movies, you could relate to them as they grew up because you grew up with them. Yeah. But I have to say that my favorite part of that movie of all time is when... Um,
5: Mine. No. Uh Sirius is cousin. Uh, but it's okay. okay. Go ahead. He's okay, got she, me. Yeah.
2: Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't mean. I
4: can see her face. She's she played by Helen and Bottom part. Uh, B- I've B- never seen them. I've He's never
6: seen any song. of them. B-
4: uh, <clears throat> anyways, they're gonna kill me. I'm having kind of a brain fart. I know who this character is. But anyways, uh, you know Ron I don't know if you know who Ron is Harry Potter, best friend.
5: Right, ginger chub. Well, his sister yeah.
4: Jenny, which is who Harry Potter was on to marry, this lady, I can't think of name right now, oh my God.
7: And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world, and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank,
0: Looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart Store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50 percent off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell T-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our eBooks for only 4.95. Or go into the past and relive the '90s with. MythWorks Comics Classics for 3 dollars The new Mythmart. Bigger, Badder. better. Visit Mythmart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one- to two-minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra $10, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jzelman.com.
2: She's doing that. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm gonna skip to Aaron and then we'll double back to you.
5: uh, My number six movie is you guys are probably gonna laugh at Green Lantern. God, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah.
2: You know he got a lot of crap from that movie, but I thought it was well made.
5: I thought it was good too. I, I thought you know the CGI was pretty spot on. Right. Like, and if you go and you look at like Green Lantern comics and like say you want to you know go play maybe DC Universe Online computer PS3 whatever and then you see Ryan Reynolds is the perfect just like it's basically contrasting like how Tony Stark is relatable to uh what's his face Iron Man Tony Stark is relatable to real life I kind of forgot his name oh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Jr. Jr. Uh-huh. yeah it, and Ryan Reynolds relates to his character so much, because he was sort of ditzy at first, but then he, he he emotionally grew up, right, to become the savior that he needed to be, and to learn not to have that fear. So I, I thought that that was pretty good. It was a uh, it, it was a good interpretation of the comic, the way that they would... Okay, let's go ahead and I jump
2: back. My own. It's Beltricks.
5: Bellatrix,
4: anyway, so okay. my favorite one is the last movie in Bellatrix, which is, she's on the Dark Lord side. Uh-huh. And she's, like, super evil. Like, she killed her own cousin and everything. Like, she's an old person. Okay. And she's trying to kill, um, Watson for Jenny, And mom comes up, and I don't, I, I don't, I still don't understand how she killed her because they have, like, different spells. Like, there's one spell, you know what it is? No. I, no that
6: spell killed...
4: <laughs> Kandar- or Kandar- or, I don't know, it's like that's a death. Basically, you say that he kills him. Well, she was trying to put that on her daughter. And she walks up and she goes, and they never cussed this movie. She goes, Not my daughter, you bitch. And then she kills her. The mom kills her. I'm like, That's awesome.
6: I've been waiting <laughs> for this forever. because
4: like, you, like, <laughs> you know in the movie, The Dark Lord is Evil. Right. Evil. But she was like, To me, that the, the, the character that she played Bellatrix uh-huh. was to me the worst character.
2: Ruthless, she didn't care about anything really. Oh, no, actually, we're gonna jump back to you so you can go ahead and finish your thought on, on uh, Green Lantern. Uh, like I said, I was saying, uh,
5: I thought Ryan Reynolds played the part great because that's exactly who his character is supposed to be. And I can't for the life of me remember the character's name because
2: oh, she Gordon. passed
5: her, yeah. She passed her brain fart on to me. <laughs> okay.
2: I actually know. Them. It's Hal Gordon. Hal Jordan. Jordan. Hal Hal's Jordan. Close.
5: Yeah. And like I said, he played the part really good. And I, I like CGI for it. And, you know, the, the way the mask looks was a little bit too much. But, hey.
6: It's Greenland. <laughs>
2: well, you know, and, and I'll put in my thought real fast. is The way I took it, I preferred the CG costume over Spandex. Yeah. Because it's a just a uh, oh, It was about all my way out. And it just, Colostomy? No. Colostomy? No, <laughs> wait. It a butt bag. I know. It's a celestial uh, costume. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if it just was Spandex, that would, would have been really cheesy. Yeah. But I thought with the. That would have been Nicolas C- Cage Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with the. The CG, I thought, it just—I don't know—I really liked. It. Yeah. And at the end, when uh, um, you know, uh, what's the bad guy's name? You have to
4: know. Play DC. Come on now. Ah,
2: yeah. It's um, it's sin- parallax. parallax. It's parallax. Sinestro. No, Sinestro? Sinestro. Sinestro. When Sinestro was getting ready to put on the yellow ring, you know, at the end, it was just a really good movie, and I agree yeah. with
6: you.
4: Yeah, the person that got to play Sinestro really looks like Sinestro. Yeah. Like, like really? Really, yeah. Like, even in the DC Universe game, mm-hmm. that person looks like Sinestro. I swear yep. to God. That's
5: crazy. Yeah. I thought you were thinking about Parallax. as was like the villain. Because he doesn't go um, on to be a villain until after the movie. And that's that. Like I said, that's a good movie because it's a good interpretation of the a good movie.
4: I just don't like Ryan Reynolds. I <laughs> don't I think a lot of people don't like him.
5: Uh, that's yeah. why he that's plays
4: why his parts so well pissed off that, mm-hmm. that he played that because nobody really likes him and to me I, I I don't think it was believable it was a good movie mm-hmm. but I still don't buy him as me
5: yeah as like lander. the first time I seen it I was like mm, and then I seen it again
4: and he I was like that's pretty good he himself so well mm-hmm. in the movie that when he became all humble I didn't mm-hmm. buy it it, was, it wasn't believable in my, mm-hmm.
2: my number six pick is original 6 no we're on number 6 my number 6 pick is The Exorcist to this (laughs) to this day even though it was made in the 70s it still scares the crap out of me yeah it it does it just I don't know I mean it's The Exorcist They've scary movie they've tried to remake it it does not It's, it's
5: impossible why fix something if it's not broken, right? And
4: I had to say this with us that, that uh, I have to laugh because I told you that time that we were watching the Exorcist and you and mom, mom, you know they're not watching the Exorcist, right? You're allowing that in your house? Why can't they watch the
2: Exorcist? <laughs> Again, I have the director's cut. Yeah. In my you know my library. We need to see that. It's... We need to use it. <laughs> you go
4: on, put it on, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Maybe he'll Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're
2: halfway done with our list. We're down to number five. What do you got?
4: Uh, number five is the Twilight series. I was
6: waiting
2: <laughs> for yeah, you. Yeah, I did. was. <laughs> and she's
4: favorite, got the Harry
5: Potter and the Twilight right next to each other My favorite
4: is the last one, and it was just finally
5: it's like what
2: you're, what you're waiting for. Right. I, I liked the it conclusion. too, you know
5: I don't, I'm not like holding into that.
4: To me, it's like so one of movies that
2: you don't have. You can watch. You're like, not it, a woman and you're straight, so you can't really be into Twilight. Yeah, sounds
5: like, I like the last one because it's
2: action i I'm a guy. I like action.
4: action to it,
5: and it. Ripping people's heads off. Come on, what guy wouldn't see that? Right. It's just a good story, I think.
4: It, it, they ended it really well because, let me tell you, first Twilight was really good. And even though they're acting boring. you're just learning how to act. my Right. But, she still can act, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Robert Patterson has become a lot better actor
5: yeah I'll like he say learned that a
4: lot but anyways to me the first one was good it was like ooh you know it's different it good the second one it started to slow down the third one it was like god like
5: get your shit together yeah get shit together
4: <laughs> and then when they did the, the breaking out part one it was good it was, it was really good but when they did this, the last one it was really good and hmm. I don't want to watch it again. I've seen it, like four times. I believe it. She went and seen it in theater four times. I believe it. I'm like,
5: you're messed up, man. So, <laughs> like, oh, I, I was gonna come back and take you guys, but I went to go see it by myself. Wait, what? <laughs> All right, number five. uh The Nightmare on Elm Street series. The, the originals. Yeah, I liked them. I just...
4: <clears throat>
2: okay, this is this is good. Okay. Because and I want both of you to to read this out loud as I pick up my list. What is number five on my list? Evil Dead. No. No. Wait. uh, Oh. No. Uh. (laughs) Nightmare Elm Street. Nightmare Elm Street. (laughs) Number five is Nightmare Elm Street for me as well. Um. Go ahead. What? What?
5: Well. See you. You guys were already older because I'm the youngest one, obviously. Um. I liked it because it was just, to me, it was so gory. And for me to, like, you know, I I was watching it at the time. Right. So, like, me watching it, and then Nightmare on Elm Street, and then, uh, what's the other one with Jason, right? Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. And then it was, like, what, uh, what you did last summer, whatever. Yeah. I was watching all those movies, and I'm like, wow, this is, to me, it was, like, what if that happens?
2: <laughs> in my mind, I'm like,
5: what if that happens? How I, old can- you? I was gonna say, how old were you? I was probably about six. And when the first one came out, I was like, I was like.
4: But you know what? I, when I it's funny because like when I was young, I was introduced to all of suits on real young. Mm-hmm.
2: You had no did in it. And
4: I was fascinated. Yeah. By them, like you know, because like, I don't know what's being scary. That's where I got my love of being scared from. Like I love, I love to this day, I love to be scared amazing feeling and it's cool to say that but like when I was a little, I, was watching, I was like oh my god this is so scary but is, like, it feels awesome like mm-hmm. that's probably like four and five <laughs> I was like this is so awesome like I would have nightmares like about Chucky for some reason that scared the crap out of me
5: I wasn't time. too into Chucky like it, it wasn't, wasn't scary it, it was enough to me
4: the first one Uh-oh. to this day it still gives me chills you
2: no know, it's, the,
4: it's the part that's the part that's freaky it's the opening where they're like making him and like uh huh. That part of this day you me like chills. Because I, like, I think about a little like I used to check in my closet because I thought Chucky was gonna be in there under the bed like. I thought Freddy
5: was gonna be in my
2: closet. I was never
6: scared of Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was so scared of Freddy.
2: I think that was because of my, I, you know, I'm the one who introduced you to these yeah. movies, and because Nightmare on Elm Street was my favorite. You watched them the most, yeah. mm-hmm. so maybe that's why Because
4: didn't scare me Jason didn't scare me, but Michael Myers scared me and Chucky scared me. Those were my two. Now, in
2: 1984, when neither of you were born at the time, just to throw that in. <laughs> I was let's see, I was born in 77, so 78, 79, There's 80. Seven. I was seven. Okay, I seen Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, on HBO. It scared the crap out of me. I was literally afraid to go to sleep. I finally passed out in school. Because I went with like two and a half days without sleep. Because I was so frightened. I literally just closed my eyes and my head went poof on the desk. And that was it. I was out. That shit sticks with you. Mm-hmm. And... Other than The Exorcist, which frightened me for a whole nother reason, I think that was one of the only other movies that actually scared me. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since then, nothing else really scared me. So that's why I gave it the number five spot. Yeah.
5: yeah that's another reason for
2: me. Okay. Number four.
4: Hungry. The well, first one, because it's only been out so
2: park. Really? And it, it makes it into your yeah. top I ten. I love that movie. I watched that movie, like,
4: nine times. Like I had to show everybody on like, my see it when you watch it I gotta have an excuse to watch it
6: <laughs> that's I, a crack man
4: I really like that movie I, I think it's the, the, the other one I don't know the way they filmed it and everything uh-huh. it was just a really good movie and I really like Kat's character and I like who they got to play PETA no I
2: I'm sure the listeners will know
4: but uh the one who plays PETA is the boy from the Journey the Center of Earth
2: yeah all grown yeah. the original oh, okay. no Remake. Remake. Oh. With the remake the, <laughs> the rock can you smell what the rock is alright number four for you <laughs> the Resident Evil series I've seen a lot of Resident Evil series and that's good though I will have to say that they <clears throat> ripped me off you know I came up with the Caesar Palace idea mm. first like five years before that movie came out I came up with the Caesar's Palace idea for my zombie story just, just to throw that out Okay, we're kind of moving things along. Uh, let's see. My number four, kind of jumping, same director from Clerks, is Red State. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith made a horror film, and he put a lot of because he's very. I don't explain this. He's he's what is he Roman Catholic or something like that? But the people that he's around, the, the wife and, and all that, you know, the very. Anti-Christian So he, he keeps a lot of that to himself mm. This was his expression This was finally It was based on the WBC The Westboro Baptist Church And you know it was like What if kind of thing on a higher level It was really good There was lots of You know I don't know I, I, I'll i have to let you guys watch it It's really good I put it on number 4 Rebecca number 3
4: uh, Number 3 is The party. Oh, and I don't like movies like
2: that. I can't believe I forgot that movie. Yes, know. that is I'm a great a movie. I'm not a
4: that watches those type of movies, but that movie like gave me chills. It was so good. Leonardo DiCaprio. And let me tell you, Mark Wahlberg was washed up. That movie like like he Brought was so back. in it. Matt Damon. It's
2: like it was awesome. The end. Have, have you seen the movie? No, I
6: haven't. Oh, that was awesome. Okay, she got edge. She's got edu- to uh, educate me. I was gonna movie. say
2: spoilers, and I'm not even really gonna throw it out. It was like boom, dead. Boom, dead. Boom, dead. Done. Like damn, no, it, it was, it it was, was good. Really good. It was good. It was
4: like because Matt Damon was horrible that like, He was just a bad cop. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I and
4: mean, not to make, not to mention that you know Jack Nicholson was bad too. But, <laughs> yeah.
2: He was classic.
4: But he killed Leonardo. Basically, got Leonardo DiCaprio killed. Right. So Mark Wahlberg was like, he was trying to like expose them, but no one would listen. So he just walked to his house and killed him. Put on some rubber shoes.
2: But the class part was is that when he walked in, because um, uh, Matt Damon was the bad guy, he walked into his apartment, seeing Marky Mark standing there with you know was it uh, there was this this garb you know, yeah. and the only thing that Matt Damon could get out of his mouth was
6: oh, yeah. and oh. that was it. Because he
2: knew exactly what was yeah. going to happen. Great movie. Okay, number
5: three for you. Uh, my number three is London. I don't know if you have ever seen that. I've never seen it. It's a good movie. I want I want to make you guys watch that one day because my mom was saying she's like you know this is one of the movies I was sort of waiting for you to you know be older about so so I can I can show you this movie because it's it's so gritty, it's so messed up. It's such a great film. It's one of the one of the very first films that Jason Statham's ever done Uh huh. Um, it's also got uh, Jessica what's her name she... I think no I don't... Mm. I, it's the girl that did uh, Blade Trinity with Ryan Reynolds That's that was um... Jessica
2: Beale. Biel, Biel? Yeah. yeah
5: well it's got Jessica Biel in it
2: and uh... I can't remember the
5: anyway. what was it called
2: London London. What what year did it come out? I
5: think it's 2004. We'll have to check it out. It's good.
2: It, uh, it's, so it's an action movie. No,
5: no. It's it's more of a drama movie, but it's like I said, it's got such a gritty feel to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got it's got Jason Statham. You know, he's he's uh this this British man. You know, it's in the states. He's talking about how fucked up his life is. You know, they're they're in this uh, girl's bathroom doing smack on her counter. I've
4: seen a preview. Yeah. A long time ago,
6: and I was like, "What is that?" Hmm. Well, ah, check
5: it out. Yeah, it's, it's a great movie. You What's your number three? you love it.
2: My number three is Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, Part One and Part Two, the animated. The animated one yeah. Oh, okay. Now, again, growing up, reading the classic Frank Miller, there has been, other than Iron Man, which is really close, and the Watchmen, which is actually, you can hold the Watchmen book and read it, you know, word for word for word out of the comic book. This was pretty close to the graphic novel. And I really liked it. I liked the storytelling. I liked the little bits that they added just to kind of, you know, push the story along. It was, came down to the end, you know, Batman kills the Joker for the last, you know, final. That was it. Then he beats the hell out of Superman at the end and it was just a great story it was animated nothing CG it was old school animation I still I, gotta watch it I yeah. really liked it number two number two is Inception Inception I'm on the ropes on that one
4: I like that movie. I liked
2: it too I, I mean
4: like, it was I, like, I liked it because it was like a different idea like yeah you know everything's been done I, I feel like Inception wasn't really hasn't really been done before so. right things similar to that have been done and not,
5: you know, I was accepted. sort of thinking what if they took Inception and like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and combined it <laughs> <soon? Because laughs> that would be but crazy. I, I really
4: liked it because first of all my man's in it. But, uh, <laughs> my man! I like Ellen Page a lot. I think she's a good actress. Uh-huh. And to see her in it, I don't know, to me it was really good movie.
2: I wish they would have taken longer to explain it in more detail. Yeah. That's yeah. that's my big hang on Yeah, cuz they, they sort of it felt like they rushed the end of it. They did. Yeah. Number 2,
5: Aaron. Uh The Dark Knight uh live action series with you know, The Dark Knight and then Dark Knight.
2: Oh, that's with right. Heath Ledger, right? Yeah. Oh, very good. Yes. It, it won an Oscar.
5: Yeah. I I like the first one and the second one because it it it's so Batman, you know? It's so Batman. Right. Because in the comic books, it's, it feels like, you know, he's just this, this vigilante, uh, you know, essential dark knight. Right. And he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he really does not give a fuck. But he sticks to his roots and doesn't kill anybody.
2: Right. Because if you,
5: you know... The only get...
2: problem with that is it was too good. Yeah. Yeah. Because part two was so good, part three had no hope. Yeah. To be as good.
5: And you're sitting there and you're like, how can they continue on?
2: Yeah, there's Dark Knight Rises.
5: Yeah. Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Rises. You forgot. Making another one? It's yeah. done. Bane. There's three of them. There's three of them. There's two of them right now. No. Right, we're working on the third one.
2: There's three. Two. There's two.
5: Keith Ledger, Joker.
2: Yes. Bane. Bane. That's done. Two. Batman Begins, number one. Oh, uh, the
4: old ass one?
2: No. It's not old. Uh Christopher Nolan wrote and directed it. That was his first
4: Batman Begins.
2: Batman Begins. Who
4: played in it Uh Christian Bell? No.
2: Yes? No. I no. got
4: the movie right here. Let's get it. <laughs> I got to
2: Okay, I'll I'll get it to you after the show.
4: Anyways, I'd say that the, the latest one, I don't kept wrong. The latest one, um, I it was a good story, but I don't think it anywhere. Lived up to the the first
2: one. The first one. I'm gonna show you. It it, it mm-hmm. Batman All right. and Batman begins it, is the
5: nineteen nineties. No. Yes.
2: No. The yes.
5: penguin catwoman.
2: Yes. Hold on folks, we're right back.
6: I thought you were about.
2: Survey says Wait a minute. I'm right. I'm still not believing you. And, and it's okay folks, they they can uh Okay, seriously
4: though. I didn't even know this movie
6: existed. Yeah, like,
5: likewise.
4: Like, where it's was done I by Legendary seen? Pictures. That, that tells I, you something. Where was I Legendary made, made all three. three. Really? really?
6: Yeah, when made this
2: movie. You know what? Um, let's That's see. what I'm asking. What was... If it was 2000... I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I wish you guys could see right now. 2005. yeah. So, yeah. It was... Uh, this is pretty much...
4: It's Can I it. Yeah, yeah. I've
5: never seen it. Oh, by the way, we found your Tron movie. It was uh, it was under a bunch of stuff and. It's Ra- the it's
4: it's
6: guy.
2: Yeah, that's um. Yeah. Razakul was <sighs>
6: Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, folks, and people are asking if they know me. They're like, "You haven't said a zombie movie all throughout this whole thing." Well, that's about to change because. My number two is Dawn of the Dead, the remake 19, not 19, uh, 2006 by Zack Snyder. It's a zombie movie. It's the best zombie movie I think ever made. I I know people get pissed off because I've talked to about it online. Yes, it's better than George Romero. I like George Romero, man. He's an icon. He is an icon. (laughs) But Zack Snyder did it better.
5: Zack Snyder is a good director. He is. I'll give him that. He's a very good director.
2: I mean, I hadn't seen a zombie baby until... Oh, me. <laughs> that
4: was good. That zombie baby was
2: creepy. And Rebecca's number one pick
4: is... Hold
2: It! That's it for this episode of Saturday Segments. If you want to find out what our number one pick is, come on over to Scene Red tomorrow, Sunday... Sunday mornings, and find out who is our favorites number ones, and then we're going to talk about uh, our upcoming movies that we want to see. Mm-hmm. So for this week, I am David K Montoya. I'm
4: Rebecca C Laffrey,
2: and I'm Aaron Illich And see you next time.
1: Rebecca's going to kick my ass. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> probably. Oh, actually, probably. Yeah. That's why I didn't even try Aaron's last name Illich Exactly. <laughs> Because that's a tough one. I'm not sure which letters are silent. (laughs) It could be Smith for all I know. The Q. (laughs) The Q is silent. Okay. Well, we're going to jump right into this one. This is Seeing Red 13. Okay. From May of 17. It says, continuing from Saturday segments, Rebecca, Aaron, and Dave tell everyone what their favorite all-time movies were. Then they spend the rest of the hour talking about the most anticipated movies of 2013 that they want to see. Sounds good. All Seeing Red 13 segments.
2: Hey boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya.
4: I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren.
2: And I'm Aaron Oach. We should put a disclaimer in and let everybody know, if you guys haven't listened to Saturday segments yet, you should listen to that first because you will not understand what we're about to talk about. So go ahead, push pause, jump over to Saturday segments, listen to that. Uh, Rebecca, Aaron, and I were guest hosts while uh, Larry's away. And we are talking about our top 10 favorite movies. We actually made it all the way down to our top two. We ran out of time, so now we're bringing it over here to Seeing Red. So, let's just do it and go number one, Rebecca.
4: Girl with a Dragon Tattoo.
2: I've not seen that movie. I haven't seen it either, so one of it these is, days we can... I have it.
4: Yeah, I know. It's a really good movie. What like, makes have,
2: it number one, though? What What is it that makes it number one? It
4: was, it was just a good movie, like... I don't know, it's like one of those movies, like, it has like different elements going on at one time, like, uh, the main character is huh and she's like a hacker, and she's has like a hard life, going through a lot of crap, whatever, she's like on state, I guess in in Sweden they have like a state welfare program or whatever, not state, country, country welfare program, and then it has, it also has another person, which I can't even the guy's name.
2: Uh, uh, the new one. I the new one.
6: Yeah,
5: I, I can't remember his name either. I seen it the other day when I was looking up
2: James Bond for you two. Uh, I can't. remember. I don't it. know his name. The blonde dude. The Michael. Yeah. yeah. But but again, what is it? What is it that makes well, anyway, it the boy? It's
4: I don't know. That movie was just really good. Like it's like a thriller type drama movie, and you have to like you're trying to guess what's gonna happen. I didn't see what I didn't. I didn't see it coming, the ending. Like, it was just, it was good. Like, basically, they hired this guy. I can't think of his name right now. He, uh, he goes, this guy hires him, and he's, like, I want you to figure out how happened to my, da- my granddaughter. She disappeared, like, 30 years ago. And I, I know she's still alive. Because when his granddaughter, which, oh, it's his niece. It was his niece. It was his granddaughter. She would send him, uh, these drawings of flowers that she would do. And even after she disappeared, she would continue to send him these flowers every year. Right. He thought maybe it was the killer that did it. That was sending him to make him think that she was still alive. Because the day she disappeared, there was a giant um, crash on, on, on the bridge where they live on this island. And the cops checked all the cars in and out and she just disappeared knowing what happened to her.
2: Interesting. Now, is it Daniel Craig? Yes. That's Daniel him?
4: Craig. Yes
5: the monkey years.
4: <laughs> and, uh, basically, he tried to figure out who, k- who killed this girl or whatever.
6: Mm.
4: Comes to find out she's still alive. She's impersonating her cousin. Mm. And he's like, he's like, I want to know why did she run away. Like, she, would, she wouldn't talk to him. So, we come to find out that, uh, her brother was raping her and her father was raping her
2: no she, what was this movie what was the movie called Girl, Girl with a Dragon. Dragon Tattoo Dragon Tattoo okay gotcha
4: during this whole time uh Lizbeth she was uh she was helping him she was a hacker trying to help him figure out what was going on uh huh him and her even though he was a lot older than her they formed a bond like she fell in love with him she never had anybody to care for her and it was just a good movie
5: they formed a
6: bond that's not, not even that though I mean, <laughs> the, part, the part of the movie where she uh,
4: impersonates this this uh, young heiress
6: mm-hmm.
4: and goes and steals all her money mm-hmm. puts on a blonde wig goes to the bank steals her money has it sent to like private accounts and all this jazz and it has a lot of aspects to it there's like three different little stories going on within one story you got her story you got the old man who hired that guy's story and you got that guy's story they're all intertwined together it's really good
2: Okay, what about you? What's your number one pick? Star Wars. The whole series.
5: That's a whole. Because of, you know, we were already talking about this in Saturday segments. Um, Anakin Skywalker? Yes. He's, you know, he made the movie.
2: Now, for you guys, both of you guys, out of the new three, one, two, and three, which one was your favorite?
5: I'd have to say two. One. Clone Wars was, was my favorite. One.
2: Really? See, I'm actually going to go with Aaron. I really dug Clone Wars. Yeah, he just kicked ass in that. Yeah, he did.
5: (laughs) And then it, it, I think number three, you know, it's it's good because it has its aspects. But you already know what three is about before even watching it, right? Because you know, you know, that's when he, you know, he goes to the dark side. Well, and you see that evolution at the very beginning of number three. Right. Leading off from number
2: two. Well, Rebecca went with us to see number three. Remember we went to the movies? Yeah. And do you remember when the the Padawan came up, the little boy Padawan came up yeah. to Anakin as he turned bad? Do you remember what I turned to you and said? I said, he looks like Jaden. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And that's my big hang-up because the little boy got killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Jaden was roughly about the same age and looked like Badawan. the Padawan. And if you guys if you're like brand new to the show you, you would only you would have to be <laughs> brand new to the show to not know who Jaden is. Jaden is my son. So that's why. It looked too much like my kid and he got killed and that's kind of what turned me off to number three. Now I still liked number three. Mm-hmm. I loved, absolutely loved the lightsaber battle. Between yes. Ian Mc, uh Ian, what's his name? Ian McGregor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I should just say, there's, you know, um, Anakin Skywalker and Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yes. That was just really mm-hmm. good. I was kind of pissed off when I heard that they stopped the 3D, you know, versions of the movie because that, that would have been that so would have been awesome. Yeah, it really would. It and, and
5: I guess the only way you could I, I guess you even see it in 3D. If you had like one of those stereoscopic uh, TVs yeah. with the glasses, they'll so. release it in yeah. 3D because that's how they
4: make the money. Like, start releasing all old movies in 3D now. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, see, that's what I was thinking. Is right, probably right before they release episode seven, they're probably going to release all of them in 3D, mm-hmm. and then it'll lead up to episode seven. Yeah.
5: And the thing that it, I kind of don't like about it <laughs> is because they don't have Regal Cinemas. Real Cinemas has this thing where, you know, like, uh, I was telling her about, like, I have it on my Facebook, and, uh, they have a marathon of all the previous movies, mm-hmm. and it's for one night only.
4: They do that stuff here. Really?
5: Yeah. Up at the mall, they do. So they uh, had
4: Twilight, they had Harry Potter, any type of movie that's popular that has a series, huh. they make their money.
2: They did the Iron Man, they played, um... What was it when the Avengers came out? They played like Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Captain America, Thor. They played them all. Yeah. Then at midnight, they played the Avengers. Did they play
5: the Hulk with Edward Orton?
2: (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. And my number one pick, and I know this is going to floor everybody because this is so not me. Everybody's probably thinking it's like, you know, the original Night of the Living Dead or some scary movie. But my number one pick of all time is Lost in Translation. I knew it. Never seen it.
4: I knew this already. I was waiting for this.
2: It's it's such a good movie. And I don't I I kind of understand because it, it appeals to me on responsibility level. You know people do things well, most people should do things based on what their responsibility in life is. Yeah. And for Bill Murray's character, which incidentally kind of makes me feel how I kind of feel now, you know, especially walking away from the publishing business and feeling like, almost feeling kind of washed up because now I'm moving on to something else. And that's what he was. He was like a James Bond character. Have you seen the movie? No. Oh
6: my God. a good movie.
2: And he's he's making a living making like advertisements and, and kind of relive in the past.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, he can't ever make a, another action movie because mm-hmm. he's just too old. Yeah. Well, they take him out to Japan to make this um, whiskey commercial. Mm-hmm. And while he's out there, he meets, um, Oh my God. I can't think of her name. Um, Scarlett Johansson. And at first it was very platonic a platonic relationship because they were both Americans. She was out there, she was married her husband was a photographer and he was always gone and she was just like kind of roaming Japan just by herself because her husband was gone and Bill Murray is in this hotel other than going out and shooting the film and he was just you could tell, he, he pulled it off, so believable, you could feel how alone he was you know, he just he didn't have a friend in the world, and it felt like through his character, like no one cared. No one, no one. If he were to drop dead tomorrow, no one would really care. And he pulled that emotion from his from the script, which is incidentally written by your favorite director, uh, Sofia Coppola. Uh, it was just an awesome movie. I've seen it so many times. At first, I have to admit though, when I first saw it. It didn't make that connection. Um, Maybe because I was working at the hospital at the time. Mm -hmm. And we were watching it on... uh, You know, the computers have DVD players. Yeah. We were watching it on a computer at work. So, you know, we we were kind of busy, but we're still watching it at the same time. So I really wasn't able to get into it wholeheartedly. But I ended up buying the movie, watched it here. I've watched that movie so many times. And it it is. It's it's one of my favorite movies. How did
4: you know it was my favorite movie? you told me how you raved about it it was it, it was just when i remember when you first watched it like this movie is just like it's it. it's like the best movie and like i just knew that it was gonna be on there i knew it already but i like i remember the first time i watched the movie i was like it's one of those movies like it's so much better when you're alone to watch it mm-hmm. and it's just quiet right you can just get into it That's what
5: I what feel like at the movies it,
4: <laughs> I, I can't i can't even get but I just that movie was really good. I was like, and I didn't think I was gonna like it.
6: Oh, That's the awesome thing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't
4: think I was gonna like it when I saw it. I was like, ah, you know, it's just a movie, right? And I I knew, like, I already had to, already knew that I liked Sofia Coppola as a director, right? So like, I'm gonna watch it because she directed it. You know, fucking good. I watched. it I was like, this is a really good movie. Like, it, it, it like you can, even though he's like male, older male, he can relate to the way he felt because everybody's felt that way before, though. right?
2: Mm-hmm. And. Spending it back to re- responsibility. You know, at the end, he cared for um, Scarlett Johansson's character. There was there was a love connection there. Yeah. But he had wife and kids waiting back in the States. And he weighed. And and you could tell as they're driving off in the end and he's in the limousine, or is a taxi. I think it's a taxi. taxi. You can see he's like... He's, he's trying to see what was more Important to him his responsibility As a husband and father Or this new love And he jumped out Of the the, the Taxi and he goes Remember he runs at the end and gives her a kiss And you're thinking oh okay he's going to pick her But then he says goodbye Turns around and walks back to The, the taxi And it's like I'm getting just what i And it's like even though it's something that he may want more than anything in the world, his responsibility was more important than his own wants. And that's just a, such a great message to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if people were to do that, to say, my responsibility in whatever it is I do is more important than what I want, this world would be a much better place. Yeah, and that was just beautifully translated. In, in, no pun intended. Yeah. In Lost in Translation, that was just a great, great movie. And I could, I could literally go on and ramble about this movie for the next hour. I really could. I, I loved it. You want me to say
4: to people that if you don't know Sophia Coppola, go out and watch this movie.
2: Really I agree, I agree. She's a very, very talented. And you know, I might actually go out and say that she's more talented than Francis.
4: I like her movies. Because even though they're all different, they all have that same feel. Right. Like, The Virgin Suicide, way different than Lost in Translation. Right. More of a darker story. But it still has that feel. Like, Marie Antoinette also. Those are two of my two of my favorite movies. They're, they're not in my top 10, but they're definitely in my top 20. And they all have that streamlined feel to them. Like, it, even though the movies are kind of eerie or this or that, they have like a... Like, versus who's like, it's an eerie feel because they're all, all these sisters are killing, killing themselves. Right. Because their father basically will not let them do what they want, but, but it doesn't have a dark, dreary feeling to it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel heavy, like, oh my god, what's gonna happen. Right. I don't know. I, I can't really explain the feeling, but if you watch the movies, you'll feel it. You'll know what I'm talking about.
2: And I think Sofia Coppola is one of the most underrated directors in Hollywood, right? right? (laughs) Yeah, like, I've never... She I've have, heard of she Maria had a, that, She
4: hasn't had a, a big movie in a while I think her latest movie was The Bling Ring I haven't seen it yet. But...
2: The Bling Ring? Yeah I haven't, I haven't heard it I haven't seen anything.
4: it but I, I would love for her to do more Because I hope she
6: does. because I think she's a good
2: director She is a very talented director I mean with all the movies and let's just go ahead and grab her papers and just give everybody uh, just a rundown we don't have to explain just read 10 to 1 and, and we'll just go so grab your paper your list and read from 10 to 1 what your movies are 10 to 1 on the ones that we were talking about last uh, on saturday 2nd oh uh, uh
4: number 10 coolest nine white chicks eight um
2: was no what are you going write it down
4: I did, but I changed it. Oh, (laughs) go ahead. I don't remember what it was. was The pet cemetery. Well,
2: it was was okay. Pet cemetery. Cemetery.
4: Um, Seven was Star Wars. Six, Harry Potter. Five, Twilight. Four, Hunger Games. Three, um, The Departed. Two, Inception. And
6: one, Girl Friday.
5: Okay, Eric. Uh, my ten was School of Rock. My nine was Starship Troopers. 8 was Man in the Iron Mask, 7 was Cabin in the Woods, 6 was Green Lantern, 5 was Nightmare on Elm Street the series, uh, number 4 was the Resident Evil series, 3 was London, 2 was the Dark Knight movies, and number 1 was Star
2: Wars. And my top 10 is, number 10 is The Stand, number 9 The Illusionist, number 8 is Iron Man, 7 is Clarks 2. Number six is The Exorcist. Number five is Nightmare on Elm Street. Number four is Red State. Number three is Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, part one and part two. Uh, Number two is Dawn of the Dead, the remake by Zack Snyder. And of course, number one is Lost in Translation. So we're going to... This episode is going to be very... Just very movie-oriented, because now we have a whole other set of lists that we put together. Um, What we did for Saturday segments, obviously, we we talked about our top favorite movies. Now we're moving into the top movies, and there's no limit on this. (laughs) Uh, You know, just how many movies are coming out this year that we really want to see. Or movies that we haven't got yet (laughs) to see. Right. So... And I know, how many do you have, Rebecca? I got
0: 14.
2: You got 14? I got 10, exactly. You got 10, I got 15. <laughs> so, let me go ahead and I'll start out with mine because I have the most. Um, on my number 15 spot is Sin City 2. Uh, I just, I have Sin City, the original. Love it. Love it. Great movie. Even though it's black and white and a lot of, a lot of people are just like, yeah, it's black and white, it's not that good. Um, uh, I really enjoyed it. We're
5: just going to have
2: to get over that actually. You? Been for, I've been waiting
4: for Sin City to come out, like, forever.
2: Yeah, I remember when... What was it? Wizard. Before Wizard went under, you know, publishing. I remember they published a the thing about, you know, their casting call of who would be great for Sin City 2. Yeah. And now it's coming out this year, and I'm excited. And let me just throw out real fast. I don't know if you notice it, but I'm hearing it in my own voice. I haven't had this voice since episode one. one. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> so by the end of this episode, I may sound like Christian Bale. Be like, I'm the bad man. There you go. I'm the hero that's <laughs> deserved. Um, number two, or not number two, but let take turns because
4: I know that a lot of movies you have on your list we're probably going to have on our list. Okay.
6: Yeah. Go ahead. Okay,
4: one movie's on my list I want to see because. I always like to see a movie around my birthday. Right. I was trying to find a movie that falls around my birthday to see. And the one that fell around my birthday this year that looked appealing to me was Oz the Great and Powerful.
2: No, you're gonna go see that,
4: right? <clears throat> yeah. I'm tr- trying to see it tomorrow. Um, I think it's gonna be a good movie because Disney has really stepped up their movies. Like, I think we talked about this before. You know, the Snow White and the Huntsman, the Owl Star Soul Wars. Villain. <laughs> I'm throwing in Star Wars pretty good. They're, they've gotten pretty good at making. It. They did Prince Persia. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be as good as it could be because Disney has a, you know, they have a little COVID ethics. But right,
5: they better be chopping off some limbs, man. From what I've heard, <laughs> it's, it's a good
4: movie. It's, just, it's not as good as it could have been. Marvel, oh, really? It could have been better if Disney wouldn't have done it. Because mm. you know,
5: Disney—they have that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they—they they got some. They got—they'll
4: do blood and gore, but they'll only yeah. go so far. And if you really know about the, about the whole Oz awesome, thing, it's, it's dark. It's, yeah. The books are not, like, all happy so lucky as they seem in the movies.
5: The lollipop? Right? <laughs> 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 okay.
2: What's, yeah. Well,
5: my list is pretty much a jumbled mess, so I'll, I'll go with the stuff that has already came out that I have not yet to see in... Uh, I I, want to see uh, one of the later movies I haven't got to see yet, which I I think you guys have seen is Twenty One Jump Street. I haven't
4: seen. I have so funny.
5: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I've heard a lot of stuff about it, and yeah, I've been wanting to see this movie one, and I've just never had a chance
4: to see it. You
2: like it? See, my problem is is that I grew up watching Twenty One Jump Street, the TV show with Johnny Depp. That's not a comedy. That was never a comedy, and them producing it as a comedy just kind of turned me off. So that's why I never saw. Just a
4: it. little spoiler, people. Johnny Depp is in it.
2: Mm-hmm. I heard that he had a, a cameo.
4: It's a comedy, but it's kind of a serious. I mean, there's serious moments, but it's a good. I think you'd like it.
2: I will watch it. I mean, if, if presented to me for free of cost, I would watch it. <laughs> Um, let's see, my next one on my list is Kick Ass 2.
4: Stealing all my freaking movies on my <laughs> list, man. It, it, another
5: reason why I didn't add more to my list is because I know <laughs> you guys would Not have it. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, another great movie. Just, it was a good movie. Um, uh, you know, Kick Ass, the original.
6: Yeah.
2: It was, it was almost believable. You yeah. Know? Are
4: they still calling it Falls to the Wall? Because I heard they, they dropped that.
2: They might have
5: dropped it. I mean, it is a little.
4: Originally, it was Kick-Ass Balls to, to the, the Wall. wall. Really?
2: Yeah. Yes. And Why would they they
4: drop it? I don't know because I've I've been seeing a lot of things. Maybe, kick, I've been seeing a lot of things that say Kickass too. That's all I've seen. Yeah.
2: Like they, I think they
4: dropped the Balls to the Wall part.
5: Well, because Kickass too, Yeah, see, you no know, Balls to the Wall. Yeah, they
4: dropped
2: it because ball, our Balls to the Wall is is actually because it's you the know, second issue, isn't it? It well, it was the second graphic novel that came out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just called kick s
4: 2. So. Originally, when they first said they were, they were making it, it was called Balls to the Wall. They must have dropped the Balls to the Wall part for whatever reason. They thought it was too graphic.
2: People, you know, just too stuck up. Um, you know, for example, and then this is probably a crappy example, is, um, you know, what was it? Zack and Miri make a porno. That
5: was was a funny movie.
2: But a lot of theaters would not carry the movie because it had the word porno in it.
5: I had to watch it on Comedy Central, man. I was
4: like, oh, I am staying up to watch this. No, I kid you not. That movie, I was like, what is this movie? Because I remember remember going to the movies around the time it came out and it said Zack and Miri. I was like, Zack and Miri.
5: Yeah, they they shot make a porno. And
4: then I... Seen it on, like on TV? It's Zach and Mary make Porno. I'm like, it's like the second part to the the, the right. one that I seen on on the movie theaters. They wouldn't put the porno part.
2: Yeah, they. Yeah, and that's and a lot of people don't realize that that was a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he fought really hard to keep porno in it because they just wanted to call it Zach and Mary. Yeah. And he's like,
5: that's I mean, not what the movie is. Yeah. <laughs> it,
2: it would be for him. He felt it was misleading just yeah. to call it Zach and Mary. You know, because it is a very raunchy movie. It Mm -hmm. it almost pushed that NC-17 rating. Yeah. But he felt that if you just throw the whole thing out there, Zack and Mary making porno, you know what's going on. There's no, you know, pre-assumption to what it is. And I'm thinking that's probably exactly what happened with Balls to the
4: Wall is just, you know...
5: Let's put a nutsack and drag it across the wall, you know. (laughs) know. But
4: to me, I don't think... We all know who
5: gas is,
2: you know. Yeah, and Jim Carrey's in this.
5: Yes, he's. uh, If you right now we're looking at pictures on the um, the laptop right here, and if you scroll up right here, you'll see him in in his camis, and that's who that was. He was right there. He's the one with the dog. He's got. uh, And
2: this is Jim Carrey.
5: Yes, it is. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. His name's Sergeant. Sergeant. uh, Hold Something, on. Let
4: me
2: yeah. It back down. It's uh, he interesting.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, yeah, now I can kind of see. He's got kind of like a flat top. He actually, he, to me on this picture, he remember he reminds me of my friend Kyle Dobbs. He just kind of has that look. So, um, his let's see, his character's name is.
5: Colonel, Stars and Stripes. Oh, Oh, Sergeant, And he's the bad guy? Yes.
2: So what happened to Red Mist? I don't
5: know. Yeah, we have yet to, uh... I wish that they would just, like, put in parentheses, like, after the dude's name, McLovin. (laughs) You know, so you know who he is. Right.
2: So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Kick-Ass 2. Okay, what do you got?
4: Another movie on my list is, I'm trying to say the
2: ones I'll make you to say. No, go ahead. If, if you do, that's
4: uh, fine.
2: Catching Fire. No, it's not on my list. I know,
4: it's not, so I'm saying it. Um, that's the next installment of the
2: Hunger <laughs> Games. <laughs> and you're really into those, huh?
4: They're
5: good. Well, because the like- right? you read all the books, right? Read all the books? I read
4: Better than I I think
2: better
4: than Twilight. Really? Has a lot more potential than Twilight. Don't get me wrong I'm probably a
6: property that Oh my god! Timmy Edwards
4: I like Twilight. Oh my god, it did so! Oh. No. I think that catch fire is gonna be really good. So yeah, I want to see that It's coming out I think in November. Or end of the year sometime.
6: That'll be
2: I'm I don't know. I get, as far as movies, especially movies, I'm always game to try something. You should watch new.
4: this. I think you'd like it. It's not to me. It's not like it doesn't appeal to any certain demographic of age.
5: Yeah, even it,
2: Dean
4: liked it.
5: Yeah. You know, that's a that's a pretty good movie. Huh?
2: You know, if we keep talking about him, we're gonna have to bring him on the show. <laughs> no, no we're not. because no. people are like,
5: "Who's he?
4: Who's he?" He's a dirty
5: old man. Yes, he is. Next,
4: okay,
5: what, what do you want to see? Uh, you want to go or no? Sure, it's your turn. Time. Um, I want to see Hansel and Gretel. Uh, it's. Oh, I
4: forgot
5: that was coming out. It, it's already out. Okay. Yeah, remember when uh, we drove by the theater and we. You wanted to go see Django and Chain? Oh, yeah, it was one of the movie
4: posters. I want to see that
5: so And, uh, you know, I want to see this because it's got the dude that played as Hawkeye in The Avengers, and he's a really good actor. I don't know if you ever seen, um, the movie SWAT. He was in SWAT. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah, he's a really good actor, so I, I thought that, you know, it, it's called, uh. <laughs> I can't remember the full name. It's like Cancel and Gretel. The Witch, Witch Hunters. Hunters? Yes. Real
4: fast, back to the whole Jingle, jingle and Chain. I was, I was so prepared to go see this movie, and I died inside when I found out it wasn't playing anymore.
2: Oh, it's it's not on the market anymore? No. It's a the
4: Dollar Theater. I'm going to go see it. Because I want to see my man. In that. First of all, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie.
2: Right? Yeah, enough
4: okay. said. ready. It's got my man in it, Leonard in Caprio. He's in that
5: yes. yes I didn't know that. He's a uh, Lead, right? What? He's a lead.
6: No. No?
4: Who is the James lead? Fox is
6: lead. Oh yeah.
4: He's Django. He's unchained. <laughs> 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 but uh, I really want to see this movie, so I'm gonna see this. No matter what. I'll go to a state where they're playing it in their Dollar theater Year to see this movie.
5: Oh uh t- <laughs> Well what was it? When uh I my ex took me to go see <laughs> the movies. We had like a not really a discount dollar; theater. Theater. it was a discount theater, and they had movies planned from months ago. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I'm I'm reading here about the Hansel and Gretel witch hunter. I guess that kind of makes sense on on the initial, you know, Hansel and Gretel story. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know was was it the wit- was it a witch that was yes, yes. cooked
6: them? Yeah.
4: It
2: was okay, so I guess that makes more sense.
4: Interesting For live
2: candies Um Let's see uh, Let me just give you the synopsis This is uh, from our friends at imdb.com It says In this spin on the fairy tale Hansel and Gretel are now bounty hunters Who track and kill witches all over the world As the fabled blood moon approaches The siblings encounter a new form of evil That might hold a secret to their past Okay that, that sounds interesting. You
4: yeah, guys remember? What's mm-hmm. that? I have to talk about this really fast. Yeah. I have to. On one of the episodes, of, uh, a few episodes back, I think, we are talking about a uh, movie that they wanted to make or whatever. Yeah.
6: They wanted to make another, I don't know why
4: this popped into my head, they wanted to make another Gladiator. Oh, uh, yeah. Did I tell you about that?
2: Gladiator 2? Yeah. I didn't tell
4: you about that. Huh? What
2: did they do? Bring him back from the dead?
4: They were going to bring him back from the dead. Okay. Make him, because he proved to the God he's so wonderful, make him immortal and bring it all the way to modern day time where he was in the White House.
2: No. Swear yeah. To God. Swear to oh. you. Mm-hmm. Not even lying. No. But they wanted to do that. That would have destroyed the first one.
4: It would have destroyed everything.
2: <laughs> that would have And just... Russell
4: Crowe was all for it. He was all for it. Him and the person wrote the script were like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it.
2: Everybody else was like, "What
4: no. the <laughs> hell is wrong <laughs> with you?" Production studio was like, "No, that's not happening."
2: Um, Another movie on my list is Red Two with Bruce Willis.
6: Oh yeah,
2: I
4: that. No, was... I want need to see Too much testosterone for
2: me. That's no
5: far from you. Seen so... Red One, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that movie does not have that much testosterone. Actually, either. there's
2: a badass chick in there.
5: Yes. I still see. No, you're no. It, you're gonna about, watch it. I'm gonna make you watch you, it.
2: You know what it stands for. You know what Red stands for. Retired, extremely dangerous. I was yeah. telling you this about it. <laughs> no, no. Actually, actually, Red stands for Rebecca, Aaron, and Dave. That's what Red stands for. Well, yeah. <laughs> but no. Um. Yeah. It's it's uh, retired, extremely dangerous, mm-hmm. and they're they're essentially a bunch of old geezers, but they're badass. It's like
5: the Expendables if the Expendables was done right. Yeah. The first
2: time, <laughs> I don't think Expendable. No, no,
5: no. It, to uh, me, it would be like if it were to be made the right way. You know, and no, was, I, uh,
2: <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. You know, and I'm not going to get off on a tangent on this one, but um, you know, the way that they were marketing the Expendables, mm-hmm. you know, because that was my time. You know, I grew up with Rambo. I grew up with Terminator. The, the commando. <laughs> I grew up with Jean-Glaude Jean, yeah you know and I, I grew up with those characters I grew up with Dolph Lundgren and they were like oh you know and, and Mickey Rooney not Mickey Rourke. Rooney. Mickey, Mickey yeah. Rooney is the old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they were like all oh, these guys are going to be in one badass action movie and I was like yeah
5: you are all for it and then and,
2: and then I got my my Oscars cut you know the movie and uh, I was like, "Really, this mm-hmm. is this is it?" You know, because a- as much as you know, you're talking about Arnold with his his. Uh, Governor Yeah, oh. <laughs> you know it. It was more like, well, because of course, anything any anything produced by uh, Sylvester Stallone. Is always written and directed by Sylvester Stallone, even though we all know it's not true. But he has these ghost people to do it for him. Yeah, you know, ghost writer, ghost director. So as soon as I found that out, it was all about him. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what role he's in. He, even though he's in his sixties, he still fucking sounds like Rocky. Hey y'all, you you come over here, yeah. Use use come over here it's you not use. you pronunciate you
6: Use.
4: I have to go I have to go off because I'm talking to you I said something about Bruce Willis yes
6: have you seen Looper?
2: No but I oh, heard that is a record. great oh, movie Adams.
4: okay look at real fast, the guy who plays him as a young version of him is freaking David Gordon-Lovitz or Gordon yeah I said it right this time right didn't I
5: yeah they, uh
2: David
4: Gordon yeah no, what was his
2: name? Joseph. Joseph,
4: Joseph Gordon-Levitt. they wrong wrong. I was like, this dude looks so familiar. I was
5: like, what? He,
4: he looks so familiar what to What me. they did is they must have they CGI'd used... CGI'd him and made yeah. him look older. Yeah. What, in what? In Looper!
2: In, yeah,
5: in this movie.
2: I thought it was
4: Bruce Willis.
5: No, he plays as the younger Bruce Willis in this movie.
2: Because you know, Bruce
5: Willis is supposed to be you, him in the future.
4: Okay, Looper, you're a time traveler and you're like in the mafia and you have to come back in time to kill yourself eventually. Right. The, the younger version of him is Ooh. is uh, that Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. That looks nothing like Joseph. The person who the guy he's he's in the Dark Knight.
2: Right. I know Robin. It looks nothing
4: mm-hmm. like him. I was like,
2: well, you know that they made him wear a prosthetic nose.
5: Yeah. What? To make his nose and fatter. Looper.
2: Yeah.
4: No, it's not just the nose. It's the whole face. Yeah. He looks like he's like.
5: God, look oh. up a, an image of him from Looper, like that this. Movie? Or like, who is that? I was like, is that? Yeah. See, look, that does not look like him at all, does it? It looks similar. Like
4: an old version.
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah, they use some more other types. That, that was one of my
4: that was one of my hangups on the movie. Uh huh. Is that that's supposed to be him in his twenties? Mid twenties. Right. And.
2: But we all know what Bruce Willis looked like. But not even that.
4: 20s. That dude, is, that dude looks like he's at least in his mid-30s.
6: Right. Mm-hmm.
4: He looks He looks too old to me to in 30 years to be Bruce Willis, in my opinion. But uh, that movie is fantastic.
2: Really? Yes. Like, yeah.
4: I literally like, I need to watch it again. They basically, I, I think the more I watch it, yeah. the more I'm going to love it. Really, no No. Say? No
5: pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a
4: really good movie. I, I, I had to go there because I thought about it and I had to
5: well, you know, Bruce Willis is making a comeback with his movies,
2: apparently.
4: Do you know what? From, Will- that movie wasn't even about Bruce Willis. No. It, it, Bruce Willis, it's funny because they made it all about Bruce Willis.
2: In the marketing. In the marketing. hmm
4: But it was much more about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, And we didn't even know that was him until the end. I was like, Who is this guy?
2: Yeah, we're
5: like,
4: who is this guy? I was like, I gotta see who plays him. And I'm like, what? Yep. Like, I was shocked. Okay, anyway, another movie I want to see that's coming out is The Great Gatsby. Got my husband in it. I had... I had it's one of my favorite
2: books. I actually have that on my list. Um, uh, The book is just. It's. Yeah, it, it's the book. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? Unless you've never read it. I think
4: everybody's read it. If you ever went to high school, you've read it. Yeah. Probably, well, actually, they're I've, probably I've making you read nowadays.
2: School. No. They're probably
4: reading <laughs> Twilight
2: nowadays. <but. laughs> yeah. And see, I, I was probably one of those weird nerd kids where I was like, oh. And I was like, right on. I'm ready for this. You know,
4: that's what happened to me. Like,
2: that's how I felt about Catcher. <laughs> I
4: feel like when I was in like school, we had to read books. Like everyone's like, oh, God, and I was like, yeah. Because I remember I read The Outsiders, and I was like, this is good. I
5: wish they would have bring. They would have brought that back. Because I, I heard they made they're us being, watch it.
4: Making it as black kids. I don't want to talk about it. Upsets me. What? They're making the Outsiders, and they're making them black, like in the hood. The, that's like, I'm, not, okay, I'm not racist at all, but you do not take the Outsiders.
5: The Outsiders, okay, mind you. The Outsiders is based around Greaser, Socia, yeah. all of that.
4: You know, they're like basically gangs back in the 50s. Right. Okay, they were greasers. You know, slick back hair, switch blades, the leather jacket. Right, right. And make them hoods. Kids from the hood. That pisses me off. I'm sorry, that's like ruining it.
5: That's like, it's like Killing Shakespeare. Basically, Literally.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, I don't talk about that. I found out. I, like, I was like, I wonder if they're going to make it. I look it up. I'm like, oh my god.
2: What's one of your picks? Uh,
5: well, you know, I <laughs> I want to see the Deadpool movie. It's is not it because. Out this no, show? it's not. No, it's not. But.
4: <laughs> but it's going to have Ryan. Mine.
5: Yeah, it's going to have Ryan Reynolds in it. Because we all know Ryan Reynolds. played. Right. I hope played... I hope
4: they don't him. No, yeah.
5: he's going to be. You don't know. Yes, I do.
4: Is it already filmed?
5: The, the making of it. I've seen it. has change.
4: Ryan
2: Reynolds Maybe in it. Like
4: Especially Deadpool. He should not be an actor.
2: Um. Really? You just don't like See? him? Ryan, yeah, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. I
4: don't like
5: him. And I know. Like a mentioned in previous episodes of Seeing Red and I think Sibling Rivalry as well um Deadpool is one of my favorite sure. comic book yes. characters yes and you know seeing you know that coming from uh what was it uh X-Men Wolverine you know the the movie where you know Wolverine gets a start and then it leads into with well, the X-Men first class right and you know, seeing that Deadpool, I'm like, well, that's not Deadpool.
2: No, it was way off.
5: Yeah. And I was disappointed with that because Deadpool can't teleport with, like, powers. No. He never had powers. He had... Knives um, and guns. Yeah. Balls. <laughs> 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 yeah. Deadpool's the comedic hero. Right. You know. Anti-hero. Anti-hero. And, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds plays perfect Deadpool you, you know this no yes yes no. yes no. Deadpool Ryan, is a douchebag <laughs> Ryan Reynolds
4: <laughs> is he's cocky believable. in every movie it's like it's not I don't know I but see it.
2: this is probably what's gonna happen though mm. honestly is don't expect Ryan Reynolds to be back as Deadpool and I'll explain why um James Madison who was the the Cyclops one one, two and three of the X what is it Marston Oh, I thought it was Madison. Okay. Well, he signed on when that piece of shit singer, Brian Singer, yes, I said piece of shit. Um, He went to do the Superman, screw that one up. He went with him, and he signed on with DC's Superman. Marvel said, you're not coming back. If we do a number four, you're not coming back. That's why they killed him off in the script. Uh, hmm. So... (laughs) Um, he did the exact same thing, Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. He was a Marvel character and went to DC and, to DC and became the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. So it's not likely that they're going to bring him back. Because he it's like going to the other side. It's going to the competitors. Yeah. yeah. So I don't see that happening, to be honest with you. Back to Ryan Reynolds,
4: really fast. Let me say this. Well, I want tell you why I don't like him. Every movie he has exactly the same. And he has no expression when he talks.
2: It's like, a male, I, um, I, I love you. That's who Hal Jordan is? A male version of... Yeah, but
4: think about all the different movies he plays. Like that one movie, Sandra Bullock. It was a good movie. A good story. I can't think of what it's called right now.
2: The Proposal? Yeah.
4: But in that movie, that I can't stand movie. him. His face is like, I can't I'm not going to
5: blink and I'm not going to make any mouth. I can't stand him. <laughs> what was that movie uh, that he made? Where it was like uh, he was trying to get with this chick that used to be his childhood friend. I oh,
4: forgot. She was fat. Yes. I like that movie. That was, that really was a funny. good
5: movie. He it was. He
4: used to be fat. No, he used to.
5: Be, he he used, used to be, be fat. fat.
4: He used to be really fat, and then he lost weight or whatever. That movie was funny. And he came,
5: he became like a successful. He used to do comedies. Yeah.
4: Because in comedies, I think he feels more at home because he actually has he actually acts in comedy.
2: Right. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I've got. <clears throat> Three hundred, uh, Rise of the Empire, on my list. I don't know. I, I I'm kind of scared. I'm scared. Um, I don't know if it's going to be any good because Three Hundred was just excellent. It was directed by uh, Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> who I'm, I'm finding out as I'm talking that he he's actually one of my favorite directors. Batman, Batman, Batman. 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 <laughs> 300. Yeah, I mean, he, literally, he's he's been in I... so many of my favorite movies. Yeah. I didn't realize that he's, how do I explain this? Okay, for example, like Kevin Smith. I know what movies Kevin Smith has made, you know, because yeah. I follow Kevin Smith more so than the movies. Yeah. You know, Kevin Smith makes a movie, I watch the movie because he made it these are movies that I've watched for movies, not realizing who made them yeah. to find out it's the same person. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where I'm at. Okay, go ahead, Vince.
4: With the, with the whole 300 real fast, mm-hmm. uh, I think it will be good, but it's never going to be as good as the first one. Because you just can't top the Uniteds ever. It was just a
6: good story.
4: It mm-hmm. was. He was so badass. He was. Everybody's was like, oh my god, he's so hot. And he, he looked good, don't get me wrong. But it was him like his character was just such a badass Like you had to watch this movie and I'm a girl most girls don't like that type of you know type of movies. right but I do that movie was awesome
5: well okay. the, the first time I ever watched 300, it was a shitty
2: ass movie like...
4: <laughs> god I saw it in the theater
2: yeah uh, we seen it together didn't we
4: yeah we did um, another movie I
5: want to see is... all I gotta say is if you live in Vegas don't get blue waves I'm going to pick knows, <laughs> oh,
4: Car- the new Carrie coming out
2: Oh, that's right. Yes, I forgot.
4: That's the one who plays uh, Hit Girl. And Hit Gass. Girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I... Did we talk about this before? Yes. Yeah. Okay, about how she's not Sissy Spacek. Um, how do I say this? Sissy Spacek is not someone who's easy on the eyes to look at. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of made the ambience of that, that movie. In fact, I, I think I have the book in my library. Yeah. Um, as where uh, what's her name?
4: Chloe Morris.
2: Is completely opposite of Sissy Spacing. I don't find... I
4: feel like she's... But you know what? She has those type of looks where they can make her look
5: awkward. Yeah.
4: She's pretty. She, she has pretty features. Uh-huh. I mean, not all her features are pretty. Like, she's like a weird woman. with my beauty, but...
5: Like when she has the mask on and kick ass, like it looks weird to me. You
4: could, I think you could make her look. Oh, uh, you could make her look different. Like, like she's one of those characters, people that you can make look play a different, like a bunch of yeah. different characters. Like she, like she played in that one movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a remake of a Swedish movie where. Oh, let me in. Let me in. She's a vampire, and she befriends this little boy. Hmm. She uses her looks. You're talking about let me in. Yes, okay. Well, I'm looking
2: at I'm looking at the, the the poster, the movie poster. Yeah, yeah. It
4: looks yeah, it's, it's kind of. Cool. I think they finally got this right because you know they keep trying to do all these Carrie movies. Right. I think this is going to be the one. They find the, the remake. They finally get right. That's what I think. Julianne Moore. I think it's is Julianne Moore playing the mom.
2: Um, I can come down here and. I might add, also yeah. that it is. Um, for the first time, we are actively searching the internet off the laptop because of our new equipment that actually makes it possible where I can go to these sites on the internet without the audience hearing click, 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 click. Because I tried that the first time we did the very first episode, yeah. and I and it literally cut out like a good fifteen minute part because I, you constantly hear me going click click, 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 click. So now, because of our new equipment. You know, I can surf around yeah. and get this information. Um, I will definitely see it. Absolutely, definitely see it. And it's, it was on my list. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. But yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, what do you got?
5: Uh, comic book, Justice League.
2: Oh, that's... that's. Yeah. It's not
6: this year
4: either. Cheater.
5: It's coming out in the future, though. Two thousand sixteen. 2014. 2014.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it's... Yeah.
5: Uh, oh. And
2: it's coming out around the same so time
5: as The Avengers. Uh, it's going to be Green Lantern, Superman, Batman, uh, Wonder Woman, because they're making the Wonder Woman movie. Um,
4: yeah, Wonder Woman. We were looking at uh, the other day to have like picks for Wonder Woman.
2: Uh-huh.
4: And a lot of those girls are Mexicans they pick.
2: Yeah. Well, because she's Amazonian.
4: Yeah, but she's white as snow. We all know this.
2: That's what I said. I was like...
4: She's got the dark hair, but... She's super white. Come on now. Yeah. There, I think there's two of
5: them that could do good, be good. There, yeah. If I'm saying, if in order to pick a good Wonder Woman, they have to have an athletic build.
2: You know what? I'm gonna say this, and and I know people are gonna go, and even you might go, and that is, um, Megan Fox.
4: She's a horrible freaking actor.
2: I know, but horrible, I'm... Horrible, and she's talking, way too pretty. I'm no. talking for look-wise. No. I no. think that she...
4: She's too skinny, and she's way too pretty. I don't see Wonder Woman... Okay, Wonder Woman's pretty. Megan Fox is pretty, you know... She's not really that pretty to me, but she's pretty and, like, a prissy kind of, like... Gotta have on, like, 20-ounce makeup. On my face look good type of pretty. I don't know. No. No.
2: Um, my next pick is the Wolverine. The next installment of I don't care about Really?
4: I don't like him. I don't like Wolverine.
2: Well even I have have watched
4: I didn't even want to watch Wolverine, okay? When Wolverine came out I didn't even want to watch it.
2: Oh, the um the prequel. Origins. Origins, yeah. X Men -Men Origins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I didn't know I saw a theatre, I don't know how I got talking to
2: that I don't remember how this happened it wasn't me I, I thought it was pretty good I think it
4: was a little rainy or something I got talking to see this movie I was like I don't want to watch this I, I actually liked
2: For What It Was Worth um, again a, another Hollywood blunder as far as storytelling of the origin of Wolverine <laughs> yeah um, but for what it was worth I thought it was good it was, yeah, it was a it was good, good movie
4: too. I will admit that it was it was a it wasn't the best, but it was enjoyable. That
5: scene where, you know, he goes and, you know, he's, he's coming back from uh, wherever he had to go. And he's coming back and he sees, you know, the barn just on fire. And he's like, what? And then later on, you see the helicopter coming towards him. That was a good movie.
2: Uh, and how do you pronounce his name? Liv? Leave? Leave?
5: Leave Schreiber.
2: He's the one, in my opinion, to be honest with you, and nothing to take away from and Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's a great actor. He is. Mm-hmm. But, say the name again, Leave Schreiber. Schreiber, he made the movie. Yes, he I did.
4: He, he did. I've seen him in other, in other things. Uh-huh. Same. And I didn't really thought much of him. Like, I, I mean, I was like, he's an okay actor. When I saw him that, I was like, he's better actor than what I thought he
6: was.
5: He's a better actor than the person that tried to portray himself to be, uh, you know sabertooth originally what was that trip no edge edge was uh w- sabertooth wasn't he edge
2: no it was um, it looked like edge to me <sighs> what was his name i can't remember okay well since we're running out of time yeah we're we're actually already almost at the time limit um go ahead and give me your your number one pick of what you really want to see or just give me a quick, quick list because I
4: uh, we're, we're, a, okay, we're on, almost I want dead. To see, I want to see the girl Play with fire, uh-huh. the fire. Uh huh. Next installment of the Dragon Tattoo. I want to see the Monster University. Yes, I know, but I like. It. I actually I like
2: have Monsters University. U on my pick.
4: Yes. Lone Ranger.
2: Not on my pick.
4: Got Johnny Depp and I, He just looks so cool. It's taunting, it's see <laughs> and the last one is and I really don't like. Vin Diesel
2: Vin Diesel at all but the Chronicles not the Chronicles of Riddick Pitch Black Black uh-huh. was a good ass movie and I'm hoping that they're not gonna go
5: like Chronicles of Riddick because
2: I didn't think that was a great movie. they're uh-huh. gonna
5: go back to the roots of Pitch Black and make something okay, awesome okay go ahead and finish off your list you've got uh, three more left right I or got two more four more okay hit me just I hit got me. I got Man of Steel yes uh, that's,
2: that's I really on wanna my see list. that uh-huh.
5: <laughs> Iron Man 3 that's on my list too Olympus Has Fallen what else? And The Avengers 2.
2: Uh, did that come up? 2015. Is oh, okay. Um, let's see. Let me just kind of jam through here real fast. I've got Red 2, 302, The Wolverine, Monster University, Scary Movie 5, Star oh. Trek Into the Darkness, World War Z, The Incredible Burt, Wonderstone, Evil Dead remake, The Great Gatsby, Gatsby. Gatsby. I can't say. It. The Man of Steel, Iron Man three, it's and my number one pick is Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie, oh. Snooch to the Beach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we're cutting it close because our battery literally is almost dead. Um, so for this week. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm
4: C. Loffgren.
2: And I'm Aaron Illich. And when you're doing a podcast and your battery's about to go dead, well, by God, you might be seeing red. And yes, that was supposed to rhyme. Good night, folks.
3: So, what is your all-time favorite movie that isn't Star Wars or Lucas-related? Mm, I don't think I have any. I,
1: <laughs> I am not that surprised. No, honestly, Tombstone. That's a good one. I really like that one. Val Kilmer. Has Doc Holiday? Yes. I tried to watch Wyatt Earp with Dennis Quaid and Val Kilmer ruined it for me.
3: Absolutely. Well, he said his his portrayal of Doc Holiday was so almost so over the top, but. Yeah. But it, it was just like.
1: It made oh, the character so memorable. Yes. You know? Yes. And. I'm a fanboy for that show. I just marked right out, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Check it. Oh, <laughs> Basking in the Kilmer
3: glory. You uh, really quit Hollywood and quit everything else. Kilmer did.
1: I saw a little thing uh, every time I go onto one of these websites. At the bottom, they have all these different. Articles you can yeah. click on, and one of them had Val Kilmer from Top Gun and Val Kilmer now. Ooh. And the title of it was "Where Did the Sexy Go?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's gone.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it said it's the bottom of a Krispy Kreme box or two somewhere. Mm. So. Hey, he did... what? What? He he made his money. He did his movies. He thought he he, he felt he was done. Mm-hmm. He's done. Yeah, <laughs> hey, dude. Edit that out. Ah,
1: it's not my edit. Dave, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. It snuck up
3: on me. Yep.
1: But yeah, yeah. Uh, I know there was a couple of Val Kilmer's movie like Willow. It was awesome. Yeah. Yep, yep. You know? Well, it's, he had to
3: I said it there must have been something in him that said, Okay, I'm done. I mm-hmm. i I've I did my time. I know what it was. What?
1: It was the Krispy Kreme donuts that we're in. that it. That's that's what said it. it was. <laughs> and found a new obsession. His body went, screw you. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Have you ever
3: seen those Krispy Kreme hamburgers? What? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, buddy.
1: You Americans uh, are crazy.
3: <laughs> take a Krispy Kreme, slice it in half, grill said Krispy Kremes as you're making a bacon cheeseburger. The two halves of the now-grilled Krispy Kreme donut are your bun, son.
1: I suddenly want one really bad. Hells
3: yes.
1: (laughs) Did I say crazy? I I may have spoke a little too soon. Genius is more the word.
3: So I think the closest we can come would be to go to Tim Horton's. And get a couple of the honey glazed. Okay, yeah. It's that would, not the same. It's not the same, but it's at the, the closest proximity.
1: <sighs> Have you been to Tim Hortons for their Oreo donut? I am afraid to. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've heard... That is just like eating a donut, like a, co- a cookie. It's jelly filled with Ugh. white cream filling. That is just like the cream from a Oreo. I've had two of them. Get down. <laughs> Let's end this show yes. uh, with Tim Hortons. <laughs> I'd send one to Dave, but it would never make it to the package. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You'd get a package with crumbs. Oh, this is my Oreo donut. <laughs> oh, you must have got hit by a rat. That's what it was. That's right. Damn rats, damn rats. Alrighty. For another episode of Flashback Fridays, I'm Mike. And I'm Rob. Talk to you next week. Bye bye.